Welcome to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, brought to you by Black Project Gaming. Get read in at blackprojectgaming.com. I'm Vince, your host and handler for this campaign. Joining me are Brett, as DEA Special Agent Michael Whitwer, also known as Agent Vega. Cami as FBI Special Agent Geneva Brown, also known as Agent Venus. Doug, as FBI Special Agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshach. And Jack, as FBI Special Agent Cassandra Troy, also known as Agent Madison. Impossible Landscapes is a campaign of wonder, horror, and conspiracy, written by Dennis Dentwiller for Delta Green, the role-playing game. For more information on Delta Green, please visit delta-green.com. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So, uh, in our last session, correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty much the the main event that happened was uh, after kind of trying to figure out a way ahead after determining that you all were now wanted by law enforcement to some degree. Um, there's a little bit of debate as to um, what steps you would take next. There was some discussion about potentially going to Dorchester House. Um but eventually the group decided to investigate Dr. Barbus further, specifically by going to his residence and searching it, um, which he did. Uh, the uh, entire group, consisting of Agent Vega, Agent Venus, Agent Madison, and Agent Meshach, uh, went to the home of uh, the compromised Dr. Barbus to search it in hopes of finding more information that could hopefully shed some light on uh, their situation. And upon gaining access to the home, the first thing you were presented with was this elaborate clockwork diorama of the world around you specifically. There were uh, little figurines representing each of you and uh, kind of telling your story up to that point. And even further, going so far as to show you all being pursued by men in these green gas masks wielding shotguns uh, through the streets until you arrive at the Hotel Brottlebin. Uh, also in the living room was this giant mechanical monstrosity that uh, I believe Brett as uh, Michael Whitwer, Agent Vega, found a uh, Ars Goetia that had been printed out by Agent Barbus and annotated. And the rest of you kind of just explored the house, seeing what else you could find. Um, and that's where the episode was. ended. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no, it did not. <laughs> Nothing else happened at all. Cassandra found a strange cell phone in the kitchen marked with some kind of occult symbol related to demonology uh, and determined that... No, you did find the cell phone, right, Cassie? I, I found the cell phone, and I determined because of my background, my studies in the occult, that it was attributed to a demon called Sifter? Citri? Citri, yes. Citri, okay. Right, and then even further going upstairs, you found another mechanical device, um, something that appeared to be used to write or inscribe, and you found invitations similar to those that you all had received, uh, sparking this whole debacle, uh, this whole situation that you currently found yourselves in. And 
I also found a box filled with red books. A box filled with red books, as well as names, addresses, and personal information on everyone, uh, to include uh, your previous cell members, um, Jenny and Ira, as well as Genevieve and Michael, or Geneva and Michael. And it was with that that you determined that Citri potentially referred to Ophelia Citri, Michael Whitworth's fiance. And in a putting two and two together, you decided to say the name Citri, which prompted uh, Mr. Whitworth to semi-fugue out and offer to make contact with that individual, sparking the the confrontation between you, him, Geneva, and with Mark caught in the middle. And shots were fired, fisticuffs broke out, and in in a uncharacteristically fast response, the police arrived and promptly took you all into custody. Uh, were there any questions before we picked up from there? Awesome. <laughs> I don't think so. I. So, are, did we get to the point where we were actually like handcuffed? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep, yeah, the officers broke down the door, uh, weapons out, ordered everyone to put their hands up, drop their weapons, and you were promptly taken into custody. And uh, as of now, it is night, and you all are being perp-walked out of the residence to, uh, I initially said, I believe I said at the end of the last session, to patrol vehicles, and there are patrol vehicles waiting for you. Uh, But on the other side of this line of vehicles with the lights going, um, you know, a couple of other officers waiting outside, setting up a perimeter to make sure that you didn't jump out the back and try to escape from the scene. Um, What you do notice is uh, there's a van waiting for you. Uh, You're stripped of your your possessions and you're loaded into this white van uh, marked Boston Police Department with no windows. And you all are seated in the back. The back is secured. And very quickly, the uh, vehicle takes off. While we're riding, and as I'm seated, uh, do I feel the weight of a book on me? You do. Got it. Right. Yep. Is it, is it within reach, or is it like in my... Like, where is it at? So your hands are handcuffed behind your back. Um, So you would be able to, I I may ask you to make like a dexterity roll uh, because it's in like your back left pocket. And you might be able to kind of fish it and work it out with your fingers if you'd like. Uh, I'll wait for now. Okay. Yeah, because even if you were to get it out, like you'd just be holding it behind your back. Yeah. As the night goes on, you drive. And you drive. Does anyone say anything? Is there any discussion that goes on during this time? Is it just us back there, or is there a guard with us? Just the four of you. Could the people who are driving, like the way the van is set up, would they be able to potentially hear us if we talked? No, funnily enough. um, It's almost like a cargo van type deal. Um, There isn't really a a screen or like a... um, an opening through which they can monitor you from the front. It's kind of just solid, um, solid metal, like a solid metal divider. And it doesn't have any police markings or anything on the side, right? Yeah. It's just, 
There were there were um, uh, Boston Police Department markings on the side. Oh, okay, cool. Because I was like, oh, great, we're being driven out into the desert. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, it's still a possibility. I feel like you can put stickers on just about anything. <laughs> true, true, true. And uh, is it completely my- dark in this area? Like, there's no light? There is no light. Okay. Uh, Michael is completely quiet the whole time, uh, staring at the floor. It seems quite defeated. Yeah, how how did he react, and, and has he even processed that when Cassie said that name, Citri, it immediately connected you to your fiancé? I think he, like, he still thinks it's something that Cassandra's doing to him, I think, uh, but he's also, like, he's not as sure of that as he was before, and so he's probably kind of... He's probably chewing over that quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. I don't, like, yeah. like, what the fuck would you think? Like, that's such a crazy thing. So, yeah, it really uh, it fucking is. Yeah, yeah. super wild. And like, he has this like certainty and knowledge in his head. So, I think he's like, yeah, kind of questioning it, kind of thinking that Cassandra may have done it to him. But the certainty is real, and so he's he's really um starting to to question that and wonder if his relationship is real or not. Michael, I'm I'm sorry. He doesn't look up or regard you at all. Yeah, uh, Cassandra just has her head down, hair falling across her face. Uh, can't really see anybody because it is pitch black in the van, but uh, um, she waits for a moment, uh, not necessarily expecting a response from Michael, but just letting it hang in the air just so that hopefully he knows that she's being genuine. Yeah, you, you won't get a response. He's just staring at the floor. What Wait. do uh, what do Geneva and Mark do during this time? I was going to say, I don't know if this is possible. It might be an extremely low chance, but I think Geneva is trying to keep track of how long they're driving in specific directions when they take turns, trying to see if just how sh- how long she's been in the city, where she knows, not where everything is, obviously, but like specific things like the hospital or stuff like that to see if she can attempt to predict where this van is taking them. <laughs> Nice. Okay. I like that. Go ahead and roll alertness. Ooh, okay. Oh, success. Beautiful. Yeah, 65 out of 77. You you definitely try to keep track of the turns. A left and then a right, a stop, continuing straight, another right, another left. And part of you wonders if they're intentionally taking these turns so that way you don't know where you're going um, because you're driving for a, what seems to be a, it has to be an unusually long time um, you it, it's hard to make anything out you hear the sounds of tires on pavement you don't hear gravel you don't hear dirt it's not like they're taking you out into the middle of nowhere you hear the sounds of passing traffic but Eventually, you just you. It's hard to even remember how many turns you've taken because one hour turns into two, turns into three. Gotcha. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. There's a there's a book in my back pocket right now. Why don't you just give it a rest, Kathy? Give what a rest? The book. 
I would love to give it a rest if it would give me a rest. They took this book from me already, and it's I'm sitting on it right now. So again, I would love nothing more than to take a rest from all of this. Would it's not you possible? Would you really love she, to give it a rest? She is glowing, Mark. Just yeah. bright gold. Listen, Cass. I see the way you look at that book. It's drawing you in. I'm already in. We're all already in. This is... You don't have to run towards it, Cassie. There's only one... One way that is that story ends. It's not what Ira said. He said the way I was through. Well, wherever they t- they're taking us, I have a feeling we're not going to like it. The hours stretch. And without being able to look at your watches or refer to your phones, it's time loses meaning. But eventually, the vehicle comes to a stop. And with that alertness roll, Geneva, you think you may be parked somewhere near a highway. And you can hear someone talking, maybe on a phone. But what they're saying can't be made out. The van continues moving until it stops a final time. Those doors open and you are almost immediately blinded by sunlight. It's clearly morning. And you all are quickly hustled out of the back of this van at what looks to be an isolated standalone police building plainly marked State Police. It is an overgrown area that almost looks like an industrial park. Does someone want to roll uh, search and someone else want to roll alertness? Um, I think... My search is 73, so I don't know if anyone else has a higher one. I have a pretty high one. Yeah, I have a pretty high one, but I I really don't think he's doing that. Go for it. And if somebody else wants to take the alertness roll. Yeah, I'll roll alertness. Very good. So Cassie with a 34 to 73 and Mark with an 8 out of 70 search and alertness respectively. As you all are walked to the front of this building... Cassie, you notice strangely that the paint where it says state police is still fresh. And you, Mark, looking at these officers walking you into this building, it looks like they're wearing almost high-quality replica uniforms that lack any other identification beyond generic patches that say state police. Like they don't even have name badges on? No. Oh, hell. Is it possible to whisper to the others without the quote-unquote cops noticing? Or It'd probably be pretty tough because uh, they've got you all kind of bunched together and there's now three of them and uh, they'd probably they'd probably hear. Okay. Can I roll to see if Geneva notices this stuff too? Absolutely. Go for it. Cool. I just kind of fire a glance over at Mark uh, and 
Damn. My eyes sort of dart from the van back to him and then back again. Yeah, 81 out of 77, unfortunately. Uh, Geneva, you, you, you don't pick up on it. And as you enter the building, the third officer holding open the door for you and the other officers kind of marching you through, uh, you notice that there is uh, there are boxes from furniture and home supply stores kind of broken down and piled in the front room. You're moved through this main area with a handful of police officers kind of waiting around. Um, somebody roll human. Sure, I can. Oh, even better. <laughs> ah, yep. Mark with an 83 out of 84. Very nice. These uh, cops are very clearly trying not to stare at you. You all are brought back to a interrogation room. Your handcuffs are removed while you are watched by two officers with their hands on their pistols. Does anybody say anything while, this, while you're being uncuffed? Not yet, but uh, do they look like authentic guns? Roll alertness. Three out of 54. No, they look like props. All right. And we're separated or together? Together. Uh, then I will... Wait a second. You're saying they don't even look like real guns? Yeah, so I'll lean lean down, kind of keeping my head in the same position that, as it's usually been, sort of Samara from the ring style. Uh, but I'll tilt it towards uh, Mark and just as quietly as I can, and I'll roll something if you want me to, but I, I do want to whisper to him, the guns aren't real. We can try and get out. Mark, do you want to roll alertness? See if you notice it. Yeah, sure. Oh, jeez, an 86. They look real to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I just look at Cassie and kind of shake my head slowly. I kind of love that. It's like just reinforcing her is crazy, yeah. but she's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, sure, sure, Cassie. Well, I called her Cassie, Cassandra. Um, Eventually, though, after the handcuffs are removed, you all are left in the room and you can hear the sound of the deadbolt slam forward into the lock. And you are left alone, the four of you, in this room. A camera in the corner with a blinking red light. Which is odd. You think it's odd that yeah. all, four, all four of you are in the same room. That typically doesn't happen. I was going to say, I know like I, she failed the other role, but now with this additional information, can I either roll or have her deduce that this doesn't seem to be legit <laughs> in some yeah. way? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Roll, roll alertness if you like. Okay, come on, Geneva. Is that a critical success or a fumble? That is a critical success. That is a 77. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, so meets it, beats it. And because it's it's the same two digits, it's a critical success. So there's something odd about that camera. You can look further if you like. Yeah, I have zero computer science, so I don't think she would have any way to be like, I mean, I is it real? Is it actually recording or is it just a prop? <laughs> well, you start to mess with it. And you notice that there's no wiring going into the wall or anything else. And it's actually quite flimsy. And you actually pull it off the wall itself. Um, it appears that the adhesive or whatever it was that was keeping it attached to the wall hadn't even set completely yet. And you look and there is a battery. But when you disconnect it, the red LED stops. It is not a functioning camera. Is this at all like any kind of protocol for... Delta Green grabbing one of their owns 
in her head, she's thinking this is potentially Delta Green grabbing them, assuming that they're like vectors and kind of just like quarantining them. Roll in times five. Okay. <laughs> oh, dang, I did not give her high intelligence. <laughs> no. 79 and 45. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell okay. at this point. This is just, this okay. is, this is very odd. What do you all know? These, these, and he puts up his hands. Police are, are not, they ain't real police. What are you, you talking about? They're not real guns. Well, of course they've got real guns. They're going to shoot us, dummy, but. <laughs> No, I mean they. Well, that camera. Did you did y'all see the paint on the outside of the building? It looks like they just put it up. Yeah. Cardboard boxes in the entranceway. I, I think Michael takes a look around for like the first time, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh, shit, uh, and starts to look genuinely nervous. Yeah, I want to look for bugs in the room. Okay. To see if the camera was, you know, kind of an obvious one that's fake, but there could still be real listening devices somewhere else in here. Roll search. Okay. Is the is the door set up? I know you mentioned a deadbolt. Is it possible to be unlocked from the inside? Like, does it have a keyhole, or is it just completely... Compl- uh, it's a completely bare knob. So okay. if there is a method to unlock it, it would be on the outside. And Got with it. 99 out of 70, uh, you frantically kind of search the room, checking the corners, checking underneath the the singular metal desk that's in there under the chairs. You can't find anything. And even, even though rationally, you know there probably isn't anything else in here, you just, you keep almost obsessively looking. But eventually, as you're doing this, and as everybody's kind of coming to terms with where they are, you hear a a loud voice on the other side of the door say, Announcements! And it begins to drone this litany of information. Parking assignments, who patrols what section of town, the voice rises and falls in a monotone, completely boring. It goes on for five, ten, fifteen minutes. And suddenly it is interrupted by shrieking. Pure, terrified, blood-curdling shrieking. There are hollow booms of gunfire, shouts, screams, even laughter at uneven intervals. But it is absolute carnage and chaos out there. Cassandra immediately stands up and moves to the corner uh, across from the door so that, like, if the door swings open... uh, She's at least hidden by the door, but can also maybe like surprise if any like attacker comes in. What's everybody else doing? Uh, is there a window? Nope. And it's just the desk. Yeah, just the desk of the door. And a couple of have... Oh yeah, are we still handcuffed? Nope. No, your, your handcuffs. handcuffs okay. Your handcuffs were removed yet when you were brought okay. in. Perfect. You should try. I don't know how it might be a flimsy little Ikea desk, but I feel like we should try to barricade the door just in case. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was going to do, too. Mark, Mark will jump behind the desk and, and uh, help you push it against the door. Yeah, cool. Cassandra will help, too. Uh, yeah, everyone... I think 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think Michael has now, like, the scream definitely uh, popped him right out of whatever fugue he was in, and he's helping the rest of them as well. Did the shrieking, does it sound like it's coming from multiple people? Yes. Yeah. Does it sound like one of the, like, the person who was doing the announcements right outside the door, does it sound like they're coming from that person too? He, he was probably one of the first, uh, okay. but now it's just, it, it is a cacophony. Um, and hard to differentiate one from the other at this point. Uh, but you all do your best to barricade the door and you're right, Geneva. It is, it is absolutely just flimsy particle board, uh, bullshit. I, you know, furniture that obviously was made by the lowest bidder. Again, just nothing about this is adding up. Um, the shrieks and and the gut and the booms and, and the, the, this strange, eerie laughing continue. Everyone roll sanity. Oh, man. So good at this. This is gonna be good. Yeah, that makes sense. Alright. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> I'm loving these low numbers. Alright, so, Jesus Christ, Jack. With a, <laughs> with a 46 out of 22 for Cassandra, a 57 out of 54 for Geneva, and an 81 out of 44 for Michael. I need you three to roll 1d4. Um, Mark, with a 22 out of 65, you lose nothing. Mark's been training for this his whole career. Right? He's been <laughs> waiting to be thrown in the shit, man. That's right. You're knee deep in it, bud. Uh, Geneva, you lose two. Michael, you lose one. Cassandra, you lose one. So good. Okay. Eventually, everything goes quiet. Not to interrupt, but do we do? Does Cassandra smell gunpowder? Yes. Okay. You smell. You smell gunpowder, and you smell that sickly sweet coppery minerally stench of, of blood okay because i was just remembering the the weird gas mask shotgun people who were shooting out like ribbons or something like that right yeah, yeah. it is now silent not even like footfalls of whatever potentially came in here and attacked walking around just completely silent completely silent geneva's gonna wait for a minute or five so if anyone else wants to do anything but she's gonna wait before she tries the door yeah I, I that's a good idea uh cassandra cassandra actually puts her ear against the door not necessarily to listen to what's going on outside but if she does hear something she'll let the others know but she starts to knock on it to see if it's made of anything substantial or if it's made of like the same particle board sort of lightweight material as like the desk or the chairs it is metal oh okay and you hear a giggle on the other side nope fuck that (laughs) yep um Mark uh, is flattening against the wall so that uh, whoever like opens the door he'll have a chance to maybe if they rush through take their back? I don't know. Geneva will stand right in front of the door then with the idea of distracting them, hoping that you can grab them if they come through. <laughs> Michael yeah. will go to the other side of the door opposite of Mark, but he also seems like he's kind of starting to hyperventilate a little bit. Like he is having a real panic about this. Yeah, Cassandra will stand 
next to, but like maybe a foot behind Geneva and keeping an eye on the door, but also on Mark and Michael. It was a child's giggle. And you hear that same childlike voice. It's difficult to determine gender, but you hear it humming this low song and you see the doorknob move left and right, left and right. Does it sound like the same kind of humming that I heard in the night floors? Sure does. When Cassandra realizes that, she begins to very slowly back away from Geneva and just keeps walking backwards until her back hits the wall and she just stops and freezes. Suddenly, there's a click and the door very gently swings open just slightly. Who's there? No answer. Michael is full on like rapid shallow breathing sweating he probably looks like he's gonna pass out fuck me Geneva is going to very slowly move toward it and like her entire like demeanor and her body is tense like she is ready for an attack at any second and to potentially defend herself from god knows what (laughs) Uh, but she's gonna try to open the door further to get a full view of what happened outside you open the door and you the first thing you notice is that there are no footprints leading to the door but every other surface is covered in blood and viscera this police station has become an abattoir there are intestines hanging off of desks there are just chunks of flesh and bone scattered across the linoleum floor and on the wall opposite the door of the interrogation room someone has written in blood you have been invited come come everyone roll sanity (laughs) even Um, if we don't see it oh you're gonna see it one way or another oh (laughs) yeah well could i be like close your eyes kids you could yeah if you want yeah we can do like a daisy chain all holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, actually, ja- I will say, oh, oh right, or I was going to say knowing Michael's state, she might have tried to warn them, but he already fumbled and that's fun. So I've got to ask, am I the person that's fumbled the most sanity rolls in this show? Because I feel like this is oh, the f- like it. fifth or sixth time. God damn. We all Holy shit. So <laughs> Gammy. Hey, I'm not alone. <laughs> High five. (laughs) Michael and Geneva with a 66 and an 88 respectively. You both lose six. (laughs) Oh, damn. Okay. Um, Okay. um, So unless you project. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay. You will have to fight, flight, or freeze. You're going. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I super project. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't think um, I've ever done that before. Can you explain it to me? Sure can. Yep. So uh, you roll 1d4. Okay. Ooh, okay. So... Uh, <laughs> rut row. And... Uh, that, would we not uh, do a good job? 
Well, let me get to you. So Cassie and Doug with a 97 and a 32, go ahead and roll 1d6. Oh, shit. That's a five for me. Yep. You, you lose five, uh, Mark. Cassie, you lose two. Don't forget, you can project. Highly All right. Highly so if four, four is the threshold for uh, temporary insanity, right? Five is. Yeah. Five, five is. Five is. So anything under five and you're good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and project. Yes, so am I. Okay. Okay, so that brings it down. So so that means since it brought it down three, that means I only take two, right? Right. So in this case, so um, for those of you who rolled, so um, Cami, you rolled one, or uh, Geneva, you rolled one, Michael, you rolled two, Mark, you rolled uh, three, and Cassie, you rolled four, which is great. So this is what you do. So uh, you reduce your willpower by that amount. So your willpower drops by that much. And then you reduce a bond, a bonds score by that same amount. So is there like a, like a cap or like a, a threshold for willpower? <laughs> like what happens if you get too low? What, um, what, what is your willpower? Why are you asking? Jack's asking for a friend. <laughs> no, no reason. Just curious. If you hit zero, you you pass out, right? Yeah, you're like catatonic. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm still in the game. <laughs> By how much? <laughs> well, so what's your willpower currently at? Four. Okay, so an agent whose willpower hits one or two has an emotional breakdown. Makes sense. I, wait, when did your hit, willpower hit one or two, Cassie? No, I, I, it hasn't, but I, it just No, I sense. mean, that would explain a lot if it did. Then it, shh, no. Okay, uh, never mind. Yeah. Hey, 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 it'll be here all week, kids. Um, I like that, so in that case, what we're seeing here, though, is... So, ultimately, Michael, your sanity loss was four... Mark, yours was two. Cassie, yours was... Uh, you lost nothing after that. Uh, unfortunately for you, Geneva, with just Hell one, yeah. you are at five, which means you still go temporarily insane. Heck yeah. Now, quick question. Can I still project on Jenny or Ira? No, they're dead. Daggone it. I have a question for you. I may have effed up last time it says that my current breaking point is 32 but my maximum is 48 is that wrong because 48 was like higher my maximum breaking point was higher than my actual sanity points when we started you might have gained some temporarily okay Uh, let me double check your 32 is the current like if i go below 32 now i'm i'm in trouble right right correct yep okay cool yep um yeah, so Geneva, you've got to get the fuck out of there. You flee. Oh, I don't even get a choice. I just flee. Um, um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Well, all right. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Or do you want to roll, roll? Want me to pick, or do you want to pick? It's between fight, flight, or freeze. Yep. Is there anything in here for me to fight? <laughs> Nothing except just except my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I feel like fight is her nature, but. Maybe in that case, she freezes because there's nothing to fight. Exactly. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes. Yeah. 
that makes sense. That's very good. Because if Michael had seen Geneva run. <laughs> Yeah. That's like when when you see the bomb disposal guy run. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the, old, the old joke, yeah. The coolest, toughest person you know just books it out of the room. Not a good look. Yeah. Yeah, I think she like walks through and like the way her body had been, she was so tense. She was anticipating a fight, potentially one that would immediately kill her, but she could still like put up a fight. And when there's just nothing, it's like her brain fries and malfunctions and she does not know what to do and so she just stands there still tense and her eyes kind of checking the room and kind of darting around being like there's got to be something for me to shoot i don't even have a gun but there should be something for me to shoot and she just can't really her brain hasn't like comprehended everything and it's still trying to catch up to the situation that is at hand cassandra just almost in a macabre way casually walks past uh Geneva, not necessarily acknowledging her current state, uh, gets a bit of a look at the gore and the message, but also wants to look around and see if there's any uh, real weapons or if there's any other items of interest. Well, the first thing you notice, I'll, I'll have that roll search for me real quick. Okay. But as you step out of the interrogation room and with Geneva being completely frozen at this point, I will say, you see the message, you have been invited, and immediately beneath it, in a blood-soaked cardboard box, which, in blood, has been written, props are your belongings. Oh, shit, from the, the fucking Institute? Uh, no, just for the rest of the group from what, whatever was on your person that was taking off, taking oh, okay. off you when you left uh, Barbus's residence. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull the box open and just give like this wordless look back to Mark and the others. Uh, and I'll pull out, um, is the phone that I had with the Citrius symbol on it in there? It is. All right, I'll pull that out and pocket it. Um, and then, uh, Mark, what did you have on you? Uh, not much. I mean, what did we have on us? Did we have our cell phones? No. Uh, I don't believe so. Well, you and I, I, don't, I think I don't think you and I did. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe Mark, you... I don't know. I don't remember. I know Geneva yeah, and Michael had them, right? Geneva and Michael did, but yeah. Yeah, you guys did. did not. Yeah, we we didn't hardly have anything, but Mark's going to reach over to the box and pick up uh, Geneva and Michael's guns. Those are in there, as well as the Ars Goetia printout that you had gotten from Barbus's house, um, Michael. Um, Mark walks over to uh, to Michael and you uh, you feeling all right? I'm scared out of my fucking mind so well, maybe no not really <laughs> maybe this will make you feel better and the, he holds the uh, uh, Michael's gun out to him Michael seems a, almost like a little reluctant to touch it uh, like he reaches his hand out stops takes a deep breath reaches out and takes it thank you um, Mark is going to walk over to Geneva and um, you are wider than a sheet. 
What the? No, all right. That, that's fair. This is this is a lot to take in. Geneva. Do I, can I respond or am I like shut down for a certain amount of time? Roll, uh, roll Sandy. Let's see if you can snap out of it. Okay. <clears throat> Damn. Nope. Yeah. 69 out of 47. You are just, your breath is short and ragged. Your eyes are wide. Your pupils are dilated. It is, it, Mark, you can see the perspiration beating on her forehead. And she is clearly just locked in this fight or flight mode where her body is just so overridden with stimuli that it just cannot make a decision and she is catatonic um cassie with that 69 out of 40 with that 43 out of 73 search roll the one thing you definitely notice is that there are no bodies or body parts it's all just viscera which is strange yeah, uh, as as the others are kind of reconvening, uh, Cassandra will start to look around, uh, and she'll pick she'll take one of the strings of intestines in her hands. Does it feel real? Like, oh yeah, no, that shit's real. Okay, once she realizes that, she'll kind of uh, uh, freak out just a tiny bit and throw it back. Um, n- not sure if it was latex or something. Um, just kind of wipe her hand on her jeans. Uh, and then, oh, and I, I will also say, Doug, your postcard, the postcard that you got from the front of Barbus's residence is in there as well. Uh, is in there as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll pick that up and uh, put it in my pocket. I'm going to leave the Ars Goetio where it was. Yep. Do the rest of us see the intestine? Oh, yeah. No, you all... The, 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 the place is absolutely covered... That's that's what was strange. There were no footprints in blood leading to the interrogation room, like no boot prints, no footprints, no nothing. It's just it's bare. But then out in the rest of the police station proper, the entire floor is covered in congealing blood. Um, There is. Oh, go ahead. Just with my medical experience, uh, would I know whether or not these are human bones and intestines and guts and viscera or if they're possibly animal? Roll medical. All right, is our uh, shit? What's the stat? Uh, forensics. Yeah, roll roll forensics. And like, so I would say the intestine that is not different enough from the rest of the stuff that we've seen to warrant another sanity roll. No, just the, the, your okay. the, that first sanity roll when you kind of beheld the carnage, you know, all at once. That that was that initial sanity roll. Um, let me pull up a damn character sheet. I can't believe I'm brain farting on this. Um, so what'd you roll there, Cassie? You rolled a 73 out of 70. Ooh, yeah. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Dang. All right. Well, uh, turn to the others. This is just set dressing. What does that mean? There's no, there's no bodies here. There's no, it's just someone just, someone just threw all this here. It's, it's some sort of theatrical sick joke. But Well, they got it from somewhere. But that's the point. Look at the ground. See how hey. the only footprints are ours. He looks a little green. Whoever, whatever is 
doing this to us is getting us ready for the next act. I'll take out the book, the playbook, just quickly flip through it. Does it look like when I'm going through it, is there any scene that's described in this way? Dressed in this way? There is not. Okay. Yeah, so funnily enough, like even that original scene, just flipping through it, even that original scene that you first read that heralded M-Cell's arrival in the McAllister building all those years ago is not in there. Interesting. We should go. Is there anything like um, car keys on the wall or something like that? Or, you know, like a a desk where they would check car keys out of? Roll search for me. All right. That's a 20 out of 76. 20 out of 76. Love it. Uh, under what appears to be a stomach. Mm-hmm. Probably a stomach. Perforated with bile and blood leaking from its interior. You find... Uh, a set of keys. Hard to tell a make and model, but b- with it covered in gore, uh, but it, it, you do find a pair of keys, the set of keys. I will pick them up. Um, do my best to clean them off. On there's not like there's not like anybody's pants or anything here that uh, like a dead body that I can wipe it off of. On no, uh, yeah, there's no like there's no people there's no corpses there's uh, there's not even like shreds of clothing it's just viscera and blood Geneva you uh you ready to join us been awful quiet back there does anybody have any psychotherapy I have a little bit you can try I to not. you can try to get through to her if you want yeah I'll go up to her and just look her in the eyes and take her head in my hands and not do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you probably can't even make eye contact with her. Like she's still so on edge and like convinced that or maybe not even convinced just like her body is still ready to fight and her brain is telling her no. And so she's just stuck. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Cassie would have ever in, in her life uh, either before or after law enforcement ever come across like, <laughs> a cornered abused animal. Um, just sheer panic is all you really register is all you really see. Yeah. And I'll say too, that her taking her face into her hands and trying to center her isn't so much with that role, at least isn't so much, uh, her trying to be compassionate as much as she's just from almost a scientific perspective, trying to observe and understand Geneva's reaction to all of this. Echoes of lover in the ice. I love it. So, yeah, I, I would say, um, Mark, you actually find some, uh, maybe some paper towels in like a little kitchenette area uh, that seems to have been spared the worst of the carnage. And you wipe off the um, the keys. It looks like they're for a Ford, which isn't saying much, right? Because most police vehicles are Ford, so it could be for anything. You don't really know what's outside yet. Right. All right. Well, I, yeah. I'm gonna uh, say, look, I'm I'm gonna go outside and see if I can find the car, and uh, 
Y'all do what you can for Geneva. We're going to have to roll pretty soon. Michael, can you help me get her out there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll walk over to Geneva and kind of take her by the arm with one arm and, and sort of like put a hand on her shoulder as well. Yeah, I don't think she fights it if you guys try to move her or anything. Okay. Um, All right. So, yeah, Mark will go outside and, and look for uh, the car to which these keys belong. So everyone but Geneva, roll alertness for me. Hey. Sorry, I forgot to hit the submit. <laughs> no, you're good. Beautiful. So I Cassie with a 22 and a 54. Perfect. Mark with a 39 and a 70. And Michael with a 23 and a 82. We'll, we'll say Mark being the first one out. You look to your left as you head out outside. And it has to be. It's got to be early afternoon right now. You look to the left and you see paint cans. You see what? Paint cans hidden behind oh. a, a bush. All right. Um, I mean, that's. Well, I'll, I'll walk over and check them out just to, but um, my su- supposition is these are the paint cans that were used to uh, make this look like a police building. Your supposition is correct. OK, the paint matches. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll put the lid back on and and uh, look look for a car. What other buildings are around here, if any? Abandoned. This is like an abandoned industrial park. Okay. Um. And I will say, Mark, you noticed that the that van that you all were loaded into a Ford Econoline is still in the parking lot. And were you to try the keys, you would find that they would they would work for that vehicle. Yeah, I, Mark goes and and tries tries the keys, sees the that it's uh, they open the door, and uh, I'll turn to the uh, front door of the building, and wave people over. Cassie and uh, Michael, as you're helping Geneva out to the vehicle, uh, you look and down the road a ways, you see a strange figure, maybe a quarter of a mile down the road wearing this green gas mask. Oh, I hate that. We have to go. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. Yeah, we'll, I'll help. I'll help Michael start to rush Geneva back over to the van. And Geneva, I will allow you to make another sandy roll. See if you can snap out of it. Okay. Come on. There it is. 26 out of 47. Yeah. As soon as you kind of get out of the building and you you are no longer breathing in that oppressive, coppery, metallic stench of drying blood, um, and you breathe in that fresh air, it's almost like it helps you come back to your senses. You know, you're you're the threat is gone. You're out of that environment. You're putting it behind you. You're now going to a vehicle to put even more distance between you and that slaughterhouse. And you feel your senses begin to return. You become cognizant of the sweat on your palms, the cold feeling as as the shock begins to subside. And you are now under your own willpower again. 
Yeah, there's probably a minute where they were just kind of moving her without much problem, but then there's a moment where she kind of takes a breath and almost, not like jerks, but starts a little bit. Like she's almost like she woke up and her body tenses and she fights against them just like instinctually. Uh, and she realizes that she's like kind of back in control of herself and what's going on. And then she'll uh, kind of step away from their hold to indicate that she's okay. But she is going to look around very quickly and ask if someone, anyone saw her gun. Michael would immediately let you go. We're like right away. Yeah. I need to get my gun. Yeah. I've, yeah, I got it. She holds out her hand for it. Mark will hand it over. Thank you. She'll go ahead and put it back in its holster and head off with you guys. I'm guessing Mark is driving. Yeah. Yes, Mark uh, hops in the front seat, this front seat, and fires it up. Where do y'all go? I have literally no idea. <laughs> <clears throat> the world is your oyster. That is qu quite clearly not correct. <laughs> we are not allowed <laughs> to go so many places. <laughs> it's even probably even worse now because it's what day three of the manhunt. But also, like, when we get hunted, they just put us in a weird room full of guts and then let us go again. Yeah, yeah. Almost like some sick game. Geneva will ask if anyone... Uh, does anyone know what that message meant? Where we're supposed to go, where it's inviting us to? Well, no, you would bad, Jesse. Actually, I think you, both you and Mark would. The verbiage is similar to the invitation you received when you first regained consciousness in that house. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, I know that he wants to go back. Back where? Uh, I don't. The night floors, I guess. I mean. Well, the there's a birthday party we have to get to. There's a what? Yeah, I'll, sh I'll show you the uh, the invitation again. Yeah. I, I mean, one of us has the invitation, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. it was, was it Mark who has it? Might be. Oh, wait. Well, Mar Mark it? has the postcard. I think Cassie does. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she does have this, though. I mean, I see I mean, it, and we'll just say that she does, but yeah, yeah she had the list um, and the invitation, but not this one. So, yeah, this was the invitation that was in the mouth of the clockwork child that was at the door when you first regained consciousness. Oh, OK. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, she would have had it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep. And so it's specifically for the hotel Broadleman. We have to go to. So scratch my remark about the birthday. I was thinking of the wrong uh, invitation. The hotel Broadleman. We've got to go there. The hotel that doesn't exist. That's the one. Right. How do we go to a hotel that doesn't exist? Well, um, there used to be a building in New York that I think would take you there. It burned down several years ago. Um, only other place I know of that goes there is back at the Dorchester house. I don't want to go back there. 
Yeah, neither do do I. Geneva and Michael roll uh, sanity checks for me real quick. This isn't for sanity losses. Let's see if you remember something. Ooh. Ooh, I am sharp. I am on it right now. We're on it. One out of, <laughs> one out of 47 and 15 out of 39. You remember going to Barbus's house. You can't remember when, but you remember going. And you remember seeing him there. And you remember men and scrubs collapsing down around you pushing syringes into your necks and sedating you before dragging you out. That was why it felt so familiar when you returned there. And that is likely where you were taken. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a little filling in the gaps for y'all. I think at this point, Michael will just go. I mean, I was going to ask, why don't we run, but. I think you know what running is going to get us. Another room like this. Yeah. I just thought. Running towards it doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, what was that again, Cassie? The only way out is through. That's what the invite says. It was true once. I think it's still true. I don't know what to believe. Then we go back to Dorchester House. You think the way to get to Brattleband is through Dorchester, the place that had previously drugged you? Did worse than that. I, I mean, it's it's like a different different world. And I, I think once we get to that other world, we can go places in it. I mean, there was... I read some things a long time ago about this, uh, about uh, doors and, and, you know, being able to go places that you couldn't go normally. It It's all connected to this. I don't know, I... From what you've told us, it sounded like you were there. They put you there in this other world, and you lost two of your friends, your teammates, in the fight to escape from it. I don't know what returning back to that place would do if you already tried to... If out is through and you've already gone through, you're saying we have to go back in? We weren't invited in the first time. Not the way that I think that they wanted us to be. Mark, we got it. Oh, sorry. Mark and Cassie, roll in times five for me. Ah, 11 out of 90 for Mark, 32 out of 85 for Cassie. Cassie, you look down, you, you think of something and you pull out that, that invitation written on that stationery from the Hotel Broadleben. And written in that Art Deco font immediately beneath the name of the hotel is New York City. And Mark, you remember from all those years ago the map that said something about the basement 
an, uh, an X marking JL bottle was also written on stationery, just like the one in Cassie's hand. Hotel Brottleden, New York City. Wait, just maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, this, maybe I've just been thinking about this wrong the whole time. This, this, uh, you see that she starts to flip over the uh, invitation and uh, gets a little bit flustered, uh, sh- showing it to the rest of uh, the party. Fucking New York. It's not Boston. It's it's fucking New York. It's the night floors all over again. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean anything to me. New York is where this started. Another Abigail, job you had? Abigail Wright. She was a missing person. She lived at, at this apartment complex uh, 20 years ago. We went there on the orders of our particular agency. And when we got there, she was gone. Her apartment was filled with these bizarre installations, weird art projects. And there was a neighbor who had been wiretapping her and found strange pieces of dialogue from a play that he was writing. The food there didn't expire. It's all fresh. And Jenny, she went up past the first, fourth floor up to the night floors. And that's where, we, that's where we were. We saw the bottles. We saw... That's where we saw you. And uh, Cassandra looks at Michael with this sort of wide-eyed expression, realizing that he was the person strapped into that gurney. We saw you there in the gurney, in the hole in that void. That humming, the dancing, the, the man with the, the burnt wrist, who I'm pretty sure was... Mark, do you think it's in that building? Do you think we just missed something? I, I mean, Ira, didn't he start the fire in the basement? What building was this? It was an apartment complex. It was, uh... Was, uh I'm gonna get out... Can't remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm getting out my it was, phone. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's called the. Sorry, I thought I was I was talking, um, but I was muted. Um, it's yeah, it's called the McAllister Building. But uh, Cassie, they burnt that place down. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. See, to a read about the fire and b if anything, maybe it's been rebuilt. Something has been built there in its place in all the years since then. Are you, you're using your cell phone? Yes. Roll luck for me. Okay. <laughs> That's just a, oh, there is a luck roll. Straight D1, yep, straight D100. Come on, yeah. All right, 16 out of 50. Um, you do a quick Google search and you see, you, you are linked to a, a slew of news stories from the, um, from 1995. Uh stating that there had been a uh, boiler explosion and um, that it destroyed the McAllister building and completely leveled it. And um, strangely enough, nobody 
died in the explosion as all the residents had been forcibly removed from their apartments by uh, massed assailants. Although uh, there were speculation that the uh, residents of the McAllister building had been under the influence of some kind of mass hysteria um, because they all seemed to be psychologically unsound. Uh, but regardless, the McAllister building was completely destroyed. Uh, some some injuries, especially in the nearby buildings, but um, it doesn't appear anything has been built in its place. Yeah, there's nothing there. Well, I mean, there wasn't supposed to be any floors after the fourth, but there were, so I think we could at least start there. And if, if nothing pans out, we just keep looking. And if not, I mean, we could look for other buildings that Darabondi was involved in. He was the architect. He was around at the time of uh, Bra- the Brodelblin. Do we drive right. there? Yeah, I think we should. It's too risky to try to fly. It's what? It's like a five-hour drive? How far is it? About, uh, let me check. About, about four hours. Best oh, in yeah. New York City. That's right. Uh, Mark, are you driving? Yep, Mark's driving. Roll alertness for me. Oh my. Oh. 52 out of 70. Yeah, 52 out of 70. Beautiful. As you're driving, all of a sudden, you see movement from the corner of your eye and you slam on your brakes. You see a man wearing an old gas mask and carrying a shotgun run past you, run past the car, illuminated briefly by the headlights, pursued by police. With that alertness roll, you notice that these cops are not wearing normal uniforms. These appear to be uniforms from the 1950s. They rush past and are gone in the darkness, which is strange because you're in the middle of the fucking highway. Wait, did, uh, did y'all see that? Did we? Cass- Cassie would have, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when Mark asks that, uh, he looks over at Cassandra and just would just see her staring out of the uh, the the windshield. Her head pointed in the direction they ran, but obviously not seeing anything. But just staring. Are they gone? I, I think so. Do you look? Yeah, I want to look even more. Yeah, Mark's going to look. Mark's looking for him. Do you get out of the van? Because because your 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 vision will be limited to just immediate what's immediately in front of you. And they yeah. ran they ran from left to right. I okay, mean, if, yeah, we're Mark- the, if we're on the highway, um, like are there other cars? Like how busy is it right now? It's pretty busy, um, and they seem to be like kind of dodging in and out of traffic. And there are the honks of horns behind you as you come to a stop. Yeah. Do you mind if I do like a sand roll? Not for to for to lose or gain, but just to oh, see no. if I'm yeah, crazy both you and Mark to both you and Mark out. need to roll sanity. Oh what oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I do a sand roll? Oh yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't want to lose points, I just want to see if I'd be crazy enough to actually get out of the car in a Well this will serve two purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you guys oh, decide geez. to get out of the car, I I'm there is something that Michael is gonna do. So Mark with an 87 out of 63 and Cassie with a 65 out of 21, you both lose one. 
And uh, Cassie, yeah, you're just crazy enough to get the fuck out of the van in the middle of traffic. Yeah, before that, I pull the keys out of the ignition, though, uh, and just quickly open the door and rush out and start to chase after them. <laughs> now Mar- Mark's chasing after Cassie. <laughs> Geneva, you- just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael's going to be like, what are you doing? What the fuck? There, there, there were some guys here on on the, on the road. Why does chasing them seem like a good idea? And and I got my description all wrong. Um, so because it is still afternoon, it's not dar- it's not dark out. Oh, okay. So I apologize. Um, yeah, you look up and you see this man in you know this old gas mask carrying a shotgun run from left to right, dodging through traffic, pursued by these cops wearing these strange old timey uniforms like straight out of the 1950s just in a matter of seconds left to right in front of your van and disappear so we're in traffic with a van that is turned off in the middle of the street yeah yeah now the honks are starting to just (laughs) pile up ridiculous (laughs) Geneva just like yells get the fuck back in the van and down the road (laughs) oh my god Cassie Cassie yeah, just uh, just in hot pursuit right now. Any you chance you could hotwire this thing? They're Michael? gone, Cassie. You can't see them. Yeah, as soon as I realize that that they're no longer in sight, and we're, I, she just stands uh, on, I guess, uh, maybe the side of the highway, unless it's... Uh, yeah, it will say the side of the highway, just so she doesn't get run over. Um, just looking out into the distance... Sort of like knowing that they're gone, but also hoping that they just reappear. They do not. Mark runs up to Cassie and and grabs her hand and and, uh, tries to drag her back. Come on. We got to get back in the car. Yeah. uh, She'll keep her eye still at the position, but let him drag her body back. Roll, uh, Roll sanity, Cassie. Or no, I'm sorry. Roll luck. Roll luck, Cassie. No. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, you get dragged back to the vehicle, and there are no sign of these cops, of this man in the gas mask with the shotgun. It's like they were never there. I hand the keys back to, to Mike. To Mark. Sorry, not Mike. <laughs> I hand the keys back to Mark. Oh, I. Let's heck? go before we need to go before yeah, someone yeah. calls okay. the cops on us. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what is the matter with you? <laughs> he says without laughing, kind of, because I think it's um, hilarious that he's mad. <laughs> I, well, I mean, what do you mean? What? Why? Look, I'm not talking to you, Mark. Why no. did you get out of the vehicle? Uh, men, shotguns, gas masks. Uh, they were being chased uh, by officers, but the officers were dressed in costume, like like 1950s police uniforms. So you run away from that. Why does getting out of the vehicle seem like the better thing to do? And he kind of looks from Cassandra to Mark to Geneva with like a, his hands are like up by his head. Like, I don't... Well, okay. So, 
those cops back there. I mean, obviously, if they had wanted to kill us, they could have. I think something else going on here. I think. And getting a hold of one of them and asking them what the heck's going on here might not be a bad idea. You think an, you think unarmed running out of a vehicle unarmed at a group of armed men, you're going to get one of them. Well, last time they weren't armed. They looked like they were armed. All of that aside, we need to focus on not drawing attention to ourselves, and we just drew a whole fuck ton of attention to ourselves. Yeah, so in the future, well, maybe we have a quick chat before we jump out of a car, take the keys, and run after someone. Can we at least agree to that? Mark looks at Cassie with kind of pleading eyes. She looks back and her heart breaks a little bit. Can't, she can't uh, say no to that, that expression, that hangdog expression. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she looks back at the others. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to show more restraint. Wonderful. Thank you. At least leave the keys next time so we can drive away. And then Michael sits back in a huff. Stares out the window. Look, nobody's driving away without anybody else here, Michael. I, I think our fate's tied together. Like it or yeah. not. Well, I don't like it. Yeah, I understand. He's got the demeanor of a, like a, almost like a, it's kind of like having like a little bit of a toddler temper tantrum, but like one of those ones where they're just mad because they're scared. Yeah. Arms crossed, just... Exactly. Trying not to look, trying to look angry uh, so he doesn't look terrified. Uh, but in fact, he looks both. <laughs> Let's go, Mark. Yep, Mark. Drive off. Heading to New York City. All right. Yeah, you got a four hour drive ahead of you, so. Do you all talk in the meantime? Do you stop anywhere? What's the what's the route look like? I mean, you all stop for gas at some point. Yeah, yeah. Get some okay. little munchies. Play a game of like I Spy on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Read off funny license plates. <laughs> yeah, the license plate game. <laughs> I Spy and Eldritch Horror. Um, <laughs> Something that begins. Ooh, that's with from D. Utah. I yeah, I would like to think that at one point like a song comes on the radio that all of them like and they do that thing where they all start singing really quietly. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of it they're all like belting it out. They have a moment they bond. Yeah. We gained some sanity back with that. Yeah, right? We're good. Oh yeah, that song definitely lifts our spirits. Yeah, it was <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody it always does that for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say Bohemian Rhapsody, exactly. Mm-hmm. Vince is like, God damn it. <laughs> we found the loophole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so Cassandra will spend some time reading the play uh, in the in the passenger seat. Uh, but at some point, she'll pull out the phone. Is the power on on the phone? No, it is dead. Okay. Michael, I know you don't want to talk about it. Actually, is this the first time you would have had the opportunity to read the play in, in completion? Yeah, I mean, in completion, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
So it takes about an hour to study. So um, increase any one art skill by 5%. Ooh. I have none, so that'll be fun. All of a sudden, Cassandra can draw. Right. Add 5% to your unnatural. And roll 1d4. Four. Unless you project, you lose six sanity. Oh. <laughs> it was it was going so well until then. I thought you were going to get a bonus to something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to project. Um, and I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to project. All right, roll 1d4. Four. How much willpower did you have left? Four. Oh, no. So subtract four from one of your bonds. Done. And let's uh, let's let's see what happens when you hit zero willpower. I'm there right now. Yeah. So in my head, I'm picturing it as Cassandra turning around and going, listen, Michael, I know you don't want to talk about it. And then just like ragdolling. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, oh, what? my fucking God. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that she wouldn't even mention it if she's not conscious. <laughs> that would somehow be more horrifying. Yeah. yeah. She's kind of like, like, don't want to talk delicious. about what? Yeah. You just are just you finish reading it and as your mind struggles to process what you just read you are catatonic yeah uh, she'll just the, have the book open in her lap at the last page uh, hair just tousled across her face but she's just staring blankly out the windshield just watching the traffic go by and not saying a word we're like that's normal <laughs> oh uh yeah zero willpower is a full collapse yeah yeah so yeah i think i think mark seeing cassie uh zonked out like this and not feeling so we started like after afternoon yeah so I, yeah I, you did yep so i'd say at this point you're probably looking at um probably about an hour or two into the drive. So maybe four or five o'clock. I look, I'm not, I'm with, I'm with Cass, Cassie here. I, I need to get some, some rest. Sure. I can drive. All right. I, I mean, do you think we should stop? Uh, Maybe even before we get to New York City? I don't know. I feel like taking any longer to do this. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd rather... I'll drive for now. Anyone who needs to sleep, sleep and at least get a few hours before we get there and at least figure out our next steps and if we need to find some cheap place to stay while we're there. We can do that then. Well, Cassie, how, how about yeah. you? Sorry, I would, I would just say, so B 
because you've only got maybe two or three hours left in the drive, and it would not be enough to regain any willpower. All right. Yeah. You would you would need a full night's rest. Yeah, I I, I try to shake cat guys guys. I I think there's something wrong. She's she's not waking up. Uh, her eyes are open. No. Oh. I, I I would say honestly, like at this point, like you just pass out, Cassie. Like oh, okay. you, you can't even control it. Like all those sleepless nights, all those stimulants, everything like your body has finally just shut down in a desperate attempt to try to process everything it has been through both physically, mentally, emotionally. And it's like somebody hits the off switch and you are just gone. Awesome. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, that's how I see willpower working because, I mean, it's something that you can you can regain all of it if you just get a, a night's sleep, right? Sure. Yep, absolutely. That's, At okay. least one point per night's sleep. Yeah, well, so, yeah, when, well, no. Uh, so when your agent gets a full night's sleep, but no more than once in a 24-hour period, he or she regains 1d6 willpower. Oh, okay. If oh, you, okay. If you play up a personal motivation in a way I find compelling, I, you can regain one willpower. Okay. Was the uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody not compelling? Mamma Mia, Figaro. The van crashes, you die, re-roll character. Honestly, she though, wakes I think up I'm just like, for the for the breakdown. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> but like, if you think about the song, if it was sang at like a really frantic pace, and we're all like sweating and having a terrible time, <laughs> that fits. Totally, yeah. Does I've seen Wayne's World? <laughs> Oh God, yeah. Because Cassandra's basically the guy who's stoned in the backseat while they're drinking. Yeah, oh my oh, God, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Does anybody uh, just, in all seriousness, does anybody actually turn on the radio? Uh, well, Cassandra can't because she's passed out. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, probably during the course of this drive, uh, Mark has had several times, times where he tried to uh, throw out some conversation out there and uh, nobody seemed in the mood to talk. And, and so he probably just eventually turns on the radio. Uh, he, he starts out with uh, on the AM dial, finds a, a Christian station, um, but seeing uh, everybody else's uh, looks, he, he just turns it to uh, to a pop rock station. I think as soon as the like Christian station has been on for longer than like just flipping through the stations, Michael will just loudly say "nope" from the back seat. Yeah, so. away from the window. Yeah, Mark. Mark has had other partners in the past. He knows he knows not to push it too far, so he just finds a a pop rock station and leaves it on that. Yeah, and as you're cert- as you're, you know transitioning from station to station uh, there are definitely news reports about you all any of them talk about us heading south not as of yet or or a white panel van as of yet no okay believe it or not thanks to those luck rolls yeah uh, but I I think when it comes time to, to switch you know Mark will Mark will try to wake Cassie up and says, she's, she is out. She is out cold. I, I really think, 
we've been through a lot. I, I, I think we need to to rest up for the night before going on. I just, just for Geneva to confirm, I'm going to reach up and feel for a pulse. <laughs> oh, there is one. Yeah. Okay. Faster than you would expect for somebody sleeping. Like, like it's still, she's still locked in like a fight or flight response. Gotcha. So I can probably deduce that she wasn't just tired and has taken a nap. She just like. Judging by the book open in her lap, she fucked herself up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take the book. Okay. Like close it, take it and just like tuck it away somewhere so she can't read it anymore. Got it. And Mark, I would say like. I don't know if you even would have had an opportunity to adjust to it at this point, but still Cassie, that book, just bright golden light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume so. Well, so so we have to stop. Yeah, I think so. I mean, mean, what are we going to do? Leave her in the car? No, she probably needs to come. Can we stop at a place with a bar, please? Like, please. I mean, next to a bar, yeah. Yeah, as long as... Thank you. A drink, absolutely. Do not get drunk right now. I am not listening to that. (laughs) She, like, she's looking at you while she's saying it and is, like, waiting for a response, kind of, like, cocks her head when she doesn't get one. (laughs) Agent Vega. I am absolutely not listening to that. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter what we do. We can do whatever we want. And what I want to do right now is get completely shit-faced. You want to deal with everything we have been dealing with while not being completely coherent? It doesn't matter if you are you because nothing makes drunk? sense. You think being drunk while doing everything we just did would have been a better a better time? Better time for me. Less. Please do not get drunk. Oh. She'll drop it after that, but she's... <laughs> so, somebody roll, just in times five. I want to. Let me do it. Go for it. Do it. Do it. I'm gun smart? lady, not brain lady this time. I'm sure I'm not smart. <laughs> That's okay. Hey! Hey, 20 out of 55. Who's got cash? Uh, we we do, because uh, we took out a bunch of cash before we, if that was in and amongst yeah. our possessions. Remember, we went to an ATM right before we left the last hotel and cleared our cards out. That's uh, right. You did. Yeah, because we you knew were we were smart. Being, yeah. Thank you for reminding me, because I'm like, how the fuck are you all going to pay for this stuff? Um, we thought oh, ahead of time. There you go. <laughs> cash money. Beautiful. Okay. You've got cash. Yeah, let's just find some place that looks cheap probably a little sketchy like stuff happens there all the time but as long as the you know person at the front gets paid they don't give a shit they're not going to snitch that kind of place yeah with like a the diviest dive bar attached to it like one of those like motels with a shitty shitty bar attached exactly yeah and it's gonna have to our rooms are gonna have to be on the first floor and uh, exterior entrances because i don't know how we get cassie into a room otherwise most of those yeah. motels with the like really shitty bars attached are like one level anyways right they're right like, uh, right yeah like long strip 
gross ass ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy enough. Um, we'll say once you, uh, we'll say like as you as you drive through and you get into like uh, Connecticut, um, you maybe go off the beaten path a little bit off the interstate off some of the, you know, the, the main roads and you're able to find this seedy establishment of likely ill repute uh, that is more than happy to accept your cash for a night's stay. Um, and uh, there is, an, of course, a nearby dive bar easily enough that you would be able to imbibe. Uh, but yeah, you, you do have a place to, to lay your heads for, for the evening. Yeah, I'll... Um... I guess I'll ask Mark, do you want to stay with Cassie or do you want me to? I'm fine either way. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I could stay with her. I'll, I'll watch over. Make sure nothing happens. All right. I'll help get her into a room then. All Later, right. Sleep in the bed. Uh, Michael is going to get out of the car and go directly into the bar. Okay. Geneva watches him go and like there's a moment where she thinks I should follow him but then she's like he's gonna do what he's gonna do so she'll just let him be alright so we've got Michael going to the bar we've got uh, Geneva I'm guessing you're going how many rooms did you all get I assume two okay yeah so Geneva and Michael in one, Mark and uh, Cassie in the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've got Michael going to the bar, Geneva in your room, and uh, Mark, you're taking care of Cassie. Yeah, Mark. Well, um, when Cassie's uh, safely in bed, Mark's going to uh, sit down at um, if there's a table or or something like that. Uh, yeah. Get get out a pencil and pull out that postcard and a, and a piece of notebook paper and uh, start scribbling yes. uh, things down. Roll in times five for me. Okay. Yeah. Let the 51. 51 out of 90. You're, you're a smart, you're a smart cookie, man. Um, it, it'll take you probably about an hour, but, but you'll figure it out. Right. So Mark just starts, you know, uh, looking at the uh, the obviously coded message that's on the back of the uh of the postcard and um you know he starts with like uh one letter there's a there's a a couple of times where there's just a one letter word in there and uh you know, knowing that you know there are only you know i's and a you know, a's there aren't a lot of one letter words uh, and so he takes that as a possibility and well, works through two letter combinations next and three letter combinations before he start. He goes and he he writes down A B C D E F uh, the whole alphabet and then begins putting underneath each of the letters uh, which letter it translates to until in the end he brute forces the message. And what do you find? It says, uh, Dearest M, made the crossing with a strange little man called Mosby. All is well. 
The towers of gold are magnificent, and Yihitel, parentheses, spelling, is a wonder. Say hello to V for me. Abigail is here. Wish you were. There you go. And I will add that to the handout with the back of the postcard. And uh, with that, Geneva, what are you doing during this time? Um, I'd say she maybe goes to the room for about an hour. Um, and I'm assuming Michael is not back by then, at which point she would go to the bar just to check up on him. Yeah, okay. he's absolutely not back. <laughs> I figured, I figured. <laughs> so, Michael, mm-hmm. you go to the bar. What do you sure order? Do. Uh, tequila with a... Uh, yeah, I guess I would order a, like a pint of lager with a tequila back. Nice. Okay. Yeah, easily enough, you're able to get that. And, um, you know, what do you do during that time? Do you do you look around? Do you just kind of stare into your drink? What's what's going through your mind? 100% staring into the drink. Uh, and the stuff that's going through his mind is kind of like... It's like less of a fugue state version of, but still trying to, like, figure out that thing with his fiance is all about like what that actually means if it's like another part of this another part of this like elaborate ruse that seems to be going on and he's kind of like running through the thought of like if none of this is real if it's all fake because it all seems fake then it doesn't matter what he does Uh, and I think he like even at one point like kind of looks down at his gun maybe looks up and looks around at everyone in the room uh, and then just orders another tequila shot. Okay. As you're sitting there, kind of nurse, you know, working your way through the lager, hitting the tequila, ordering the second drink. Uh, have you ever been in a bar when, when a fight breaks out and all of a sudden you notice that that sudden, like you maybe notice it before you hear it. You feel that sudden change in the environment, right? Like all of a sudden it gets a little quieter and you just notice something's going on. Or a lot louder, yeah. Or a lot louder, yeah. Like yeah, you just depending on how crowded the bar is. <laughs> right, it's not very crowded. We are in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. But you feel that sudden change in, in the dynamic and in the atmosphere. So and a fight hasn't broke out, but it's about to. It's about to, yeah. yeah cool. You you look up and you see two guys arguing with each other. It seems to be hovering just near the very precipice of violence. There's occasionally a push you know, and occasionally a fist cocked back, like somebody's getting ready to throw a punch. And, you know, the, the, the shouts become increasingly heated. Look at it, one of them says. You need to see it. You need to see it to understand it. The other one refuses, and the two engage in a violent struggle. Look at it. Look. Look. He hooks him in a headlock and pulls something from his pocket and shoves it into the other man's face. What is it? Do you do anything? Uh, he's not going to get involved. He does not give a shit if these two fight. And I think he thinks it's all uh, performance anyways, right? Right. Um, yeah, so he'll look to see what it is. It's a piece of paper. And it lands, you see something on it, but it lands face down on the barroom floor. Okay. What is, and it lands face down on the barroom floor? Face down, yeah, not face up. Yeah, I don't think he'll... Honestly, like, I know this is something to be engaged in, right? Like, they didn't put this in the story for no reason, but, I like, I think he would just, like, 
sigh and be like, this is another part of the fucking show, another part of the theater, and like turn back to his drink. Um, like, it just... But I want to see what's on the... Like, I, Brett the person, want to see what's on that piece of paper, so... In Geneva, as you go looking for Michael, you would walk in and see this struggle just happening on the other end of the bar. Do I hear them say, like, you need to look at it to understand it, that kind of thing? You would. Yeah, you would have heard the shouting on your approach, and there would probably be a sinking feeling for a moment that maybe Michael was not being as under the radar as he should be. Uh, but there's almost a sigh of relief as you step through the threshold and you see him just kind of seated at the bar, staring very intently at the drink in front of him and these two other men uh, on the other side struggling with each other. Are other people reacting to those two men? There's occasional glances, but for the most part, they just seem to be content to let them do whatever it is they're doing. Gotcha. Um... When I, the timing of me walking in, would I even know that the paper on the floor is is part of the conversation, or would I be clueless to what that is? Roll alertness for me. Okay. Even if you don't notice it. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yeah. When you approach Michael, uh, he'll probably, like, wave a hand in its direction and go, I think we got a clue. Yeah, she starts to... She like looks at them and then what they're saying is odd and it catches her attention, but she's kind of more focused on Michael. So she starts to walk over to him. But when you say that and you point at the paper, she will reach down and pick it up and look at it. Yeah. And he'll take another shot of tequila and then flip the shot glass upside down, slide it towards the bartender and tap on him for another. Okay. You see the lines of the yellow sign. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Roll sanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, with a 67 out of 47. Roll 1d4. Three. You lose three. Dang, I have lost so much sanity in this one session. Michael has to see this. Yeah, if she if she approached him with a piece of paper is, or she picked it up and looked at it, he would like he doesn't he's kind of like this is all a joke, this is all whatever, but he would look. He would look. Oh, is that what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You're I thinking think. Michael must see this. Oh. Yeah. So as he's like ordering his next shot, she just like sets it right down in front of him. Like right where his drink is. Do you look, Michael? Yeah, of course. <laughs> How could you not? Roll sanity. Ah, but Vince, I don't want to. Actually, and I, do I want think, to. This. Like, yeah, after she does that and you look at it, her hand like retracts like she's been like burned and she's like, shit. Because I think she realizes what she just did. With a 6 out of 39, though, you lose nothing, Michael. To you, it just looks like a couple of lines. Um, but you do yeah. notice, Geneva, that that compulsion to share it fades. And with I, that, oh, go ahead. I would say I grab it and I rip it up before anyone, like the bartender or anyone else can see it. Got it. Sorry. So Geneva and Michael continuing their, their bonding. Uh, Mark, you, you definitely fall asleep 
but you're eventually awoken by the sound of the phone ringing in the middle of the night. The the room phone. Yep. All right. Uh. Yeah, Mark uh, sits up and uh, picks up the phone, mostly just to to stop it from ringing. But uh, he, he puts the the earpiece to his ear. Do you say anything? Hello. He's in the other room. Who is this? It's Colwell. Do I know a Colwell? You don't. I don't. Uh, look. What's your role in all this? What What do you want? We're on Bristol. You know who this is. None of this makes sense to me, right? No, no. No. Uh, which other room? He's outside. He's outside the bathroom. Where the heck are you? I'm here. Yeah, well, I'm here. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> do you not remember? No. Her gray song. We had to find it. We had to burn it. We had to destroy it. All of it. We had to kill all of them. Uh, look, I don't know how you got this number. I just want to go to sleep. Look, I'm locked in the bathroom. I don't think. All of a sudden you hear the sound of a door rattling and inhuman laughter. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, yeah. They're At this point... I think it's obvious that they're fucking with us. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, yep. Yeah, I'm just not. Roll yeah, so, Okay. Oh, that's a failure. Yeah. 67 out of 62. You lose one. All right. Chipping away. How are you looking? Um, Still all right. I think I might I might still be better off than I was after uh, my personal life did more sand damage to me than anything else. So, yeah, I'm I'm five above my uh, breaking point. All right. But yeah, no, he's uh, these guys are. So Caldwell roll. Or Colwell, Ron Bristol, none of this makes rings a bell to me, right? Uh, no, Operation Bristol. Operation Bristol. Oh, I thought. Well, I think I think Ron. he just said, he just said Bristol. Oh, we're you know I think he said we're on Bristol. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then her gray song. Yeah. Wait, heard a gray song. Her, as in possessive, H E R. Yeah. Gray song. Yeah. Okay. I think I will take, I mean, uh, a lot of my notes are gone, but um, Mark will take, take out the notebook with that contains what notes he does have. And uh, 
he will uh, write in it, write those names down just in case they ring a bell later. Okay. And with that, uh, do you try to go back to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we'll say, given enough time, you're able to, you're just, you're so burnt out at this point. Geneva and Michael, what do you do with the rest of your evening? Geneva is just keeping an eye on Michael at this point, drinking her water, kind of realizing it's pointless to try to fight him on the drinking thing right now. So just being his uh, DD, (laughs) basically, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, surprisingly enough, doesn't end up getting absolutely shit-faced. Like, I mean, he drank four shots of tequila in a pretty short period of time, so, like, that's not great, but then I think he spends the rest of the evening, like, nursing two beers. Uh, so, like, he gets, you know, he's, he's definitely feeling it, but he's not, like, completely obliterated or anything. Uh, and he'll just, like, he almost seems like he's in a better mood uh, than he has been, uh, and he'll just, like, chat with you about old times and talk about his life and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, so... We'll just do that, and eventually, after he's done with his couple of beers, she'll recommend they get some sleep. Okay. As you return to your room, though, you do find the note slipped under your door from Mark with the translation of the postcard. Uh, Michael looks at it, laughs, uh, and then does that thing that drunk people do where they, like, take off their shirt while they're still walking and it's a little stumbly. <laughs> he's like pulling it over his head. <laughs> well, maybe not you in your drunken state, but being sober, Geneva might. You recognize the name Mosby. Yeah. Yeah, she notes that. I don't think... I mean, she recognizes Abigail from that's a name that the other two have mentioned, but... Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I don't think, sparks any memory, correct? Correct. Just Mosby, the the missing Delta Green agent from 1951. Yeah, okay. Yep, she'll tuck that away to chat about in the morning and make sure that Michael makes it to his bed (laughs) and then get on hers. All right. Everyone roll 1d6. (laughs) I knew it. God, oh my man. god. What Wait, in the hell? Is it there still a penalty if you're at like one? Yep. Sure is. Also, <laughs> uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, Jack, but did you you reset your willpower at the start of this game, right? No, my sanity. Oh, your willpower is supposed to start at full at the beginning of every session. Isn't it? Is that wrong? No, I no, might no. Be wrong. Yeah, no. Oh, is that yeah. the beginning of every beginning of every campaign? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry, my mistake. No, 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 you're good. It, it should have been full up when we started back in, in Boston in 2015 versus 95, mm-hmm. um, which I'm guessing you did, right, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've just been totally. chipping away at it. So, um, Geneva, you get five willpower back up to your maximum. Yeah, which uh, I only needed one, so you guys should have got that five. <laughs> right, yeah. Mark, you get one. Cassie, you get one. But uh, Cassie will give you another one because of your suicidal headlong rush into corruption and insanity with your, with your continuing obsession with all things King and yellow. Um, So another roll or another just point. 
I'll, yeah, I'll give you two points. Okay. Um, and Michael, you get one. And I'll I'll give you another one, Mark. Uh, how many How many were you missing? Uh, right now, I'm at eight out of fourteen with that one. Okay, I'll give you another one for uh, solving the uh, the code on the postcard. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yep. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, oh, so get, I don't have to tell back. you wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, do I get any hit points back uh, from a night's rest? Let's check. I think you might. Let me double yeah, check. I think, I think it's, but it's only like one. It's like one, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, roll con times five. Con times five. Ooh, that's a critical, Ooh. baby. Yes, which is awesome. Uh, so instead of just one, roll 1d4. Okay, now we're talking. Ooh. Ah, four. You get four hit points back. Oh, that's sweet. That really helps. Mark is feeling a lot better today. Still tired, but yeah, those uh, those uh, scabs are starting to heal over. He almost feels human again. When, um, when Mark wakes up, uh, he he goes over to to Cassie and says, uh, "Good morning, sunshine." and you see that as soon as you say that she wakes up she realizes that she not she's not in the van and skitters back towards the headboard uh and just her eyes are darting in every area of the room not even hey 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 it's it's all right it's it's me you're all right you 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 passed out what what you you passed out we uh we brought you here. We figured we you needed some sleep. Where 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 are we? Did we did we make it to New York? No, we're we're still on the road, but we're heading there. You you feel all right? You gonna be okay? We we should go. We gotta go. I have to go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Cassie. You know, I I know you think you're being sneaky. When you you're taking those pills and things, I know you you think we don't know, but we know. And it's not that I don't want you to quit. Someday you are gonna quit. You're gonna get better. But I don't think now's a good time to quit. I agree. What? Uh, Tell me what you need to get through the day, and I'll uh, I'll go out and see if I can find some. Uh, just something to keep me up. I mean, you got a name? I look. I <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I'll be fine. Just when we get to New York, I'll I'll deal with it. Well, okay, but I mean, I think that has a lot to do with why you, why you passed out. I mean, you haven't had any since, since, since the Dorchester house, right? We should, we should go find the others. What? Uh, are, are they okay? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Michael went out drinking. I think Kathy probably went with him. Sorry, Kathy. I think uh, Geneva probably. I think Geneva probably went with him. We should, we should go. There's more time yeah. we waste do talking and doing this. We need to just go. Uh, and she'll start to get up off the bed, uh, just rubbing her face, trying to get herself uh, awake and out of the sleepiness that she was experiencing. Um, kind of reaches down instinctively at the back of her jeans and feels the, the imprint of the book in her back pocket size and then uh, look uh, maybe we should just get some coffee at least just to start yeah yeah that's all right you freshen up I'll I'll go get some coffee for both of us all right thank you and mark will go down to the bar hope that they have something there for for coffee um, nah, not that kind of place, unfortunately. They don't have like a continental breakfast. No, <laughs> no. You're lucky I, you got a you, you're lucky you got a roof and a bed. All right. I don't think you want to eat the eggs there, even if there are some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, HP, did I get a back? Uh, make a con times five test. I forgot you lost some. Fifty-eight to seventy-five. You regain one. Okie doke. Was anybody else below their maximum hit points? No. Okay, cool. Uh, Geneva and Michael, what do you, how's your morning go? Um, I feel like Michael doesn't feel um, uh, like super well rested, uh, but he also probably feels pretty good. Like, I feel like he really needed that like tension release. Um, and so it just feels like a little bit more relaxed, even if he's, you know, a little bleary eyed. Okay. Yeah. Geneva is her usual self up early, gets a shower, gets clean. Uh, seems unfazed by everything as usual. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh God. I was going to say she's, she'll text them, but then I remember they don't have their phone, so she won't text them. <laughs> Yeah, when and how do you all eventually reconvene? I don't know, but uh, while uh, Mark is going to get coffee, uh, Cassandra will take out her copy of the play, of the play and put it in the uh, bedside drawer next to the Bible. God damn it. Okay. Easy enough. Oh, yeah, she'll just wait for him to come back. Mark, we'll say you're able to... The, the bar across the way is actually open in the morning and, and you're able to get some some burnt black coffee. All right. There's like a gas station or something. Yeah. I'll get that. Bring it back. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, give give some give Cassie uh, her cup. Sit there drinking my own for a little bit. And uh, uh, hey, you, you want to use the shower or? Um, no, I think we should just just be on the road. I ain't gonna leave without a shower. I gotta, you guys gotta drive with me. She just looks up and glares from her coffee cup, her styrofoam coffee cup. 
I, I, look, I wouldn't say anything about you. Smell fine, okay? You smell fine. I just you're lying, but that's that's okay. okay. All right. Well, Mark is gonna take a shower. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> hey, Mark, where are the others? I can go get uh, them while I'll, you're doing that. I'll tell her the room number. Yeah, it's like right next door. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, as he's taking the shower, she'll she'll head out and. Um, how, well, first of all, how, like, seamy does this part of town look, or does this area look? It's very, very rural, so it's, it's not exactly, um, like, like, on a seedy side of, uh, of, of a particular town, it's just kind of off a, like, a back state road kind of deal. Okay. Uh, and how does the, like, how does the person at the front desk look? Do they look maybe a little savory, unsavory? old like what's what's the what's your what's your intent and then i'll, I'll that'll i'm trying to get the hookup on some uh some pick-me-ups got it roll criminology yeah the front uh, with the six out of 70 the front desk guy can definitely hook you up okay yeah then before i i, I just pause and look at the door that uh to their room and then look back towards the lobby and i'll head to the lobby first or the front desk rather uh Hey. Morning. Yeah, uh, and just lean in very close. Um, Yeah, I'm just about to hit the road. Uh, I'm just looking for a taste. Do you have anything? Want some crystal? Yeah, that's fine. All right. And he will sell you uh, some meth. Party. Yeah. There oh, dang. I didn't know she was doing meth. I thought you were talking about like Adderall or something. She does whatever will keep her awake. Fair. You got some you got some methamphetamines. I have one meth. One crystal meth. <laughs> you have one single meth. I'll take one meth, please. <laughs> I'd like one meth, please. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, and then, yeah, after she uh, she gets a little bit of that, she'll... Uh, Nod, uh, and then uh, oh, she'll knock on the door for Geneva and Michael. All right, yeah, Geneva, Michael, you hear a knock on your door. Yeah, I'll answer it. Open it up. Michael's in the shower. Hey, feeling better? Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I passed out last night. Um, uh, is everything okay? Yeah, we're good. We should be ready to get on the road soon. Everything good on your end? Mark okay? Yeah, he looks better. Uh, it looks like he's he's pretty close to being fully healed. Uh, probably another couple days. He'll just have some scars. Uh, he's taking a shower now, though. All right. Um, yeah, same with Michael. So we'll just meet at the van when we're done. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, she will turn away and head back to her and Mark's room. Uh, hearing this shower is still going, she's going to go ahead and um, just in like the furthest flat surface away, uh, kind of like using maybe the remote control or something like that, um, just start to crush up some of the meth into finer crystals and just 
you know, snort a couple of lines. Okay. Burns so like let's, fuck. Let's see what the rules for stimulants are. Okay. Um, so roll 1d6, or actually roll 2d6. Eight. All right, so you will uh, you will be able to uh, offset any penalties for eight hours. Awesome. I'll say you have another dose left after that. Yeah, she'll sit down uh, more fidgety than she was before and just wait for him. Yeah, Mark comes out of the shower, uh, dries off, and gets <clears throat> gets dressed in the, in the uh, bathroom, not uh, in front of Cassandra. And, uh, yeah, when he comes out, he says, you know, I have to admit, I kind of panicked yesterday. Um, I shouldn't have given Michael that gun. Well, why not? He shot at you, Cassie. I think he missed. I think he missed on purpose. It is what it is. Well, I I know that he was scared, and I don't blame him. I mean, think about if you, if your partner was somehow tied to all of this. Have you seen that look in his eyes? Which one? Ever since then, he looked scared. I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if you were talking about that or the look he gets when. He's uh, phoning home, and she does like the little ET finger. Yeah, no, wait. You mean like calling is? No, wait, what do you mean phoning home? I mean the demons. Yeah, well that's Which... yeah, that's under. I mean. Cassie, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but you are glowing like hell right now. I mean that literally. Does anybody else glow? Some. All of us. A little bit. That book of yours. Even brighter than you, but you're catching up. We've got to figure out why is he able to get to that point i mean he didn't talk to he didn't connect us with any of them last time he was able to break out of that but but but, but why is he able to do that i i don't know and i i'm not sure i want to know i'd be happier like we if we could just make it stop i just feel like we have like pieces of, of, of something of a mirror just like someone just kicked it shattered it and we've got fucking demons we've got fake police we've got missing people we've got murders we've got hotels that don't exist anymore we've got we have him the king I just I can't wrap my head around how it all just comes together the devil's a deceiver, Kathy. You you can't read anything into his plans. He just he just wants to make chaos and tear it all apart, all of God's great creation, out of jealousy and rage. 
You don't think this play is a creation of his, too? Gods? No, this comes from another place. I hope... I hope you're right. I hope that your god isn't using us for his entertainment. Like Job? We should go get the others. We should go. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, let uh, Mark will uh, head, on, head on out to the other room. Alright. You all reconvene in uh, Geneva to Michael's room? Yeah. And uh, what's the plan? Um, before we go on, uh, Mark's just going to say, uh, somebody called me in the middle of the night last night. Um, they mentioned Colwell Operation Bristol. Uh, he pulls out his notes. Something about her grace song. Any of that ring a bell to you too? Does it? Not for you, Cassie, no. Let me check to see if it does for Geneva. And yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound familiar, but I'm also very, very dumb. <laughs> Not for you either. Okay. All right. Just, just checking. There's there's so many things that, that are all connected in all this. All right. Well, eggs and then hit the road. Oh, I might be skipping the eggs from here. Uh, yeah, I'm not eating those. Oh no, no, no! There's a McDonald's down the down the road. Sure, it'll be quick. And yeah, uh, I'll start to hop in the van. I'll get in the passenger. I'll I will get in the passenger side and sit uh, quietly and wait for Mark and the others. All right. Yeah, I get in the van. Do I see that um, Cassie has another copy of the book? Roll, roll alertness. Okay. Ooh, yeah, with a twenty-two and a seventy-seven, uh, you see something in her back pocket. Yeah, I think this is the first time it's been confirmed, at least in character, that Geneva took that book. She still has it, but... No, you don't. Oh, I don't. It's straight up vanished from me and is back with her. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was just, like, getting repeat copies. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Geneva, like, checks where she put it and notices it's gone. Knows that there's no way Cassie could have got it just, like, out of the bag. So she just notes that bit of information. Yep. So with that, you all... Head out. I guess stop at a McDonald's on the way, grab some breakfast, and start driving. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're heading to their McAllister house first, right? The McAllister building? Yeah, Isn't I think the, so. Yeah. It's Dorchester House, McAllister building. Sorry. Right. No, no, no. You're good. No, we're, we're just going straight to New York. Um, we're just going to the McAllister building first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, along the way, who's sitting where? Uh, passenger seat. Yeah, just in the back. Okay. Uh, Michael, Geneva, are you kind of like looking out the front window or? I think a side window, probably. Yeah, like very casually. 
maybe keeping an eye on probably more the side window of the side that she's at, maybe occasionally looking forward, but not like keeping an eye on the front of the car, no? Well, yeah, so unfortunately, like, remember, this is the van that had the, uh, that was kind of repurposed and there were no side windows and, and, or anything like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, honestly, he's probably just like, he might be trying to catch a little, like, extra nap, uh, from the boozes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then I'd say, like, casually looking up every now and then out the front window. Okay. Um, roll alertness for me. Hey, seven. seven. Yeah, seven out of seventy-seven. You look up and you see, as you're driving, you see on the side of the road, and you're still on some of these back roads before you get to the interstate proper. You see a person at some distance whose head is on fire. Do I see this? No. Okay, work. Yeah, I think she almost waits to see if Mark and Cassie will react to it at all. And when they don't, that's kind of a signal, at least in her brain, that the reality of this is vague. (laughs) So she's not going to, like, react too much, but she will keep an eye on it as they drive closer and eventually go past if they do. It's really, it's hard to make out any details because its features are completely engulfed in roaring flame, but if you didn't know any better, you'd say that this figure is laughing. They're wearing a padded tan uniform with these strange slipper-like shoes, white socks, and some type of leg binding up to the knee. Uh, Do you have anything in history or military science? Let me look. Uh, nothing in military science, and then the default 10% in history. Okay. Roll, just roll history. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, even with a 20% bonus, uh, you don't, you don't recognize the uniform. But, uh, as soon as a car driving in the opposite direction passes, they're gone. Yeah, I don't think she says anything. She doesn't want to freak anyone out or make it so anyone stops the van to go see for themselves, anything like that. She just takes it as a confirmation that they're heading in the right direction. <laughs> Roll sanity for me, by the way. There it is. <laughs> Fail. Roll 1d4. With that 51 out of 44. Ooh, you lose four. Ooh. Shit. It's Alrighty. fun time. Breaking point time. Breaking point again? <laughs> This is the first time for me. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. yeah I'm so still you, pretty high. You don't go temporarily insane, um, but uh, pick a disorder. Okay. I guess mean, she just like casually without saying anything hits her breaking point in this van. Yeah. Everyone else is just like chilling. <laughs> um, let me look at disorders and then I will message yeah. you. No, no. Yeah. No rush. You can get back to me. Uh, get back to me with that later. Nice. And then for setting the new breaking point, what do I do for that? It is uh, your current sanity minus your willpower. Or minus your uh, minus your power. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Love that. Yep. So you all continue to drive um, about two and a half hours. And uh, eventually you make it back into the city. 
you drive straight to the uh, the site of where the McAllister building once stood. And for whatever reason, it's just been turned into a parking lot. Buildings on either side, some still bearing damage from the explosion all those years ago. But the site itself, just pavement. What do you do? Uh, Cassandra gets out of the of the van and stands in front where the entrance used to be. Uh, just looks around, looks up at the sky to see if there's anything. Uh, almost like look, trying to see if like there's some hidden shape or building or something that might clue her into the true nature of this spot. Roll. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to make you all roll so many alertness rolls, but. Yeah, Roll, roll, roll me an alertness. Nope. Yeah, 65 to 54. Nothing. Yeah, it's it's tough to tell. Um, it, there's definitely this oppressive feeling here, but you're not sure if it's just the weight of the memories of what you endured here all those years ago with the rest of MCEL, or if it's some preternatural presence still lingering here is it like a like a flat uh, parking lot or is it like one of those enclosed multi-level ones enclosed multi-level okay how many floors I will say f- five well actually um, no no th- like I, I like I like how you asked that question let's uh <laughs> yeah let's run with that three Three floors. Three okay. Floors. Nah, nah. Uh, four floors. Four floors. Four we'll make floors. a. Fl- we'll split the difference. All right. Because a three seems to be a little small for a parking garage, right? So, <clears throat> so f- we'll say. Yeah, four. I mean, for like a, I think it'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Three floors. Three floor parking garage. <sighs> well, I mean, if the past is any predictor of the future, then. And nothing's gonna happen till night. Maybe we should spend uh, spend our time today looking for uh, looking for other buildings. Should we do a walkthrough at least? See what it's like in the day, so we know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, look it over. Why not? Yeah, so I guess walk from bottom to top just really searching the place if if we can do that without attracting attention to ourselves yeah absolutely as you walk through are you looking through any, for anything in particular or a, a portal to another dimension got it <laughs> got it or um, if we see one of those just let us know yeah or any king in yellow sign or paraphernalia anything like that we're just weird shit in general yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So and nothing odd, nothing odd or unusual. Um, just another parking garage in the city. Uh, you, I'm assuming climb the stairs versus take the elevator, so you can kind of give it all the once over. I am Cassandra's actually just gonna she's gonna walk using the ramps. So like like walking down, ah, looking okay. at like license plates, seeing if anything pops up to her. Um, looking at cars, seeing if she notices anybody in them, uh, or if there's just any car in general that looks like 
noteworthy, uh, but she'll walk up that way. Okay. That's what I had pictured in my mind, too. Yeah. Geneva will take the stairs, then, just in case, if there's anything there. Well, those two cover the ramps. Okay. Michael, do you go... Um, he's going to BRB. I'll assume he's with me, I think. Yeah, I think Michael will yeah. go with you. Uh, Michael, or... Um, Cassandra and Mark. As you're walking and going up these ramps... All of a sudden, with no warning and no idea where this man came from, he's on you, Cassie. He's in a trench coat. He's holding a switchblade. He leaps and thrusts the blade right into your face, or attempts to. Uh, judo chop. I'm cutting him down. All right, roll. Uh, roll unarmed. Ah, okay. Yeah, he shouts, and Mark, you can't even get a good look at this guy. And you're you're for a second, you're trying to wonder, you're trying to figure out where this guy came from. Mm-hmm. It seems like he came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, but Cass, you're actually able to get your hand up and deflect the arm with the blade. Um. He comes at you again with that knife, and you're in such tight, close quarters. You can't see anything but the knife and his hands, and you you're, you can't quite get a good look at his face or or his clothing, apart from just this long trench coat. Is he wearing gloves? No, you can see his hands. Uh, what like? Do I notice any any distinctions, any distinctive marks, or anything like that? There, there's too much going on. This okay. guy's this yep. guy's trying to stab you in the face. Perfect. Uh, would I get a chance to make an attack? You sure can. Yeah. What would you like to do? Yeah. So I, uh, Mark, is going to jump on him and attempt to uh, disarm him using uh, one of his uh, Krav Maga moves. Nice. Go for it. All right. That's a 54 out of 69. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see if let's, let me roll for him. Yeah. You're able to, to pull the knife away from him. Uh, you reach up, you kind of apply pressure to his wrist and you're able mm-hmm. to get that rip the, the blade from his grip. Uh, and then I'll, once I, I, the blade just kind of goes scattering, skittering away on the pavement. Uh, Mark's going to turn that into an arm bar and uh, come from behind him and uh, put his, his other arm around his neck, uh, holding him there, twisting his arm and um, say, all right, talk. Who sent you? Let's see. He lashes out with a leg mm-hmm. with, the, with a foot and rakes it down your shin and buys himself just enough time and space to break out of your grip and hurls himself out of the parking garage through the nearest opening. No matter how high up you are. Would I be able to like try and grab him and pull him back in? You could try. Yeah. Would that be unarmed? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. 74 to 65. You, 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 you very briefly grab onto his coat, but just like that, he is gone and he is over the side of this parking garage. I'd say at this point you're on, you're on the second story. I'm going to rush to the side, to, to the uh, ledge to see where he jumped off. Does When he jumps off, does he just hit the ground and run? Or like, I mean, especially from this height. Oh, there's nobody there. Oh, God damn it. Mm. Roll sand. Yeah. <laughs> 69. 69 out of 20. Nice. Nice. Ooh, 59 out of 61. Mark, you lose nothing. Cassie, you lose one. I'm I'm going to check for the knife. What knife? Yeah, I figured. What kind of knife was it? Was it like a dagger, like a straight razor? A switchblade? Switchblade, okay. You at least remember that much. Yeah. You all right? He didn't get you, did he? No, no, he, uh... Oh. He's wasn't there apparently. Yeah, right. Damn near kicked my shins in. Whatever's- yeah, it's cra- it's crazy, Mark. Like you look down, you can actually see like the scuff on your pants from where his boots, uh, like kind of scraped against your flesh, and you can feel the sting and the that burning sensation of having you know something raked violently down bone and flesh, but that's the only indication that anything happened. Alright, well, I shall we, uh, shall we finish searching the rest of the garage? Yeah, we should, um, we should get back with the others. I think that whatever that was, I think that we're close to something and it's trying to keep us Maybe keep it, keep us from it. Which doesn't make sense because it wants us here. Uh, Geneva and Michael, you kind of take these stairs, and I'd say you're you're far enough away from the ramp to not really hear the scuffle going on. Um, do you do anything special during this time? Discuss anything, or are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, I don't think so. Just you know anything that stands out but i'm assuming our yeah. trip up the stairs is less eventful <laughs> it is yeah I, although uh geneva go ahead and roll that uh actually geneva and michael roll alertness checks for me sure okay oh heck yeah we're very alert yeah. excellent yeah. yeah uh michael with a 42 out of 82 and geneva with a 25 out of 77 geneva as you kind of look out and you know you you get to the next level after climbing up the staircase. I'm assuming you just poke your head out, kind of see what's going on. Yeah. It's one of those parking garages where, you know, each level looks out onto the city. And uh, as you look out on a nearby building on the roof, you look up and you see three, four people, probably 200 more meters away. Um, Again, kind of like that initial hallucination, maybe, if you're lucky. Uh, These aren't people. These are marionettes. And these strings seem to rise and vanish into the air. They're just kind of standing there? They're just kind of standing there. And we both see them? You don't, Michael. What you see is you look down and... 
you see a man in a suit. A white suit with a white shirt and a red tie. And an old school pork pie hat with a briefcase. Open up the cover of a nearby dumpster. Crawl inside and close it behind him. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) That's so fucking creepy, dude. It's really creepy, but I like it better than the marionettes. Really? Uh, Oh, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. Um, Okay. Uh, Michael cries and I go home. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he like freezes uh, and clutches at Geneva's wrist. At first, I think she is. She thinks he sees what she's seeing, but when she looks over and his line of sight is somewhere else, uh, she'll ask, "What is it? What did you see?" Uh, I don't. That might have been a hallucination. I think a man just climbed into that uh, to that dumpster. That doesn't sound as crazy as it looked. It looked a lot crazier than that. I was gonna say it is New York. Yeah, he was wearing a suit. I it 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 wasn't a normal thing that happened. Do you want to trade? No. I, I already gonna... have I already have mine. <laughs> <laughs> she she got gestures at the roof. She's like marionettes for me. Okay. Okay. Okay, we should uh let's get moving. Let's get this Let's he trails off. She just kind of nods and starts continuing the walk to finish up and then meet with the others. All right. I assume, do you all reconvene on the third level? Like at the, at the very top? Yeah. yeah. We, we walk towards the the, st- the entrance to the stairs and then meet over there. Okay. Should we uh, take the elevator down? That's the only place we haven't been. We can try, you know. Look around, make sure we check out the third level first, just in case we miss something. Yeah, can I just do like a search just to see if I notice anything conspicuous out of the ordinary? Absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and is there a door to like a roof up above this? There is not. Okay, noted. Oh, with a 44 and a 73. Nicely done. Um, yeah, you look around and just more motivated than ever to find something. This has to be where you're supposed to be, right? You're, you find nothing. Okay. Well, we know what it looks like in the day. Let's go find somewhere we can stay at least for a while and come back tonight. See if it changes. That's all we can do, I think. Did you guys see anything? Anything? Yeah, the man attacked us. Disappeared. What? Yeah. I mean, what? 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 It's par for the course, ain't it? No, I mean, previously, things have just kind of been happening around us. This seems to be the first time. Something has directly attempted to attack you. You made physical contact with it? 
Yeah, Mark points to his shin with a scuff mark on it. Yeah, he kicked me. I think Michael laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. How about you? Saw some marionettes off in the distance, but I didn't do that. Oh, we should check that dumpster. She looks over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, why don't we take the elevator down and, yeah, we can check the dumpster. Why are we checking the dumpster? I saw a man uh, climb in there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, eventually it gets to the point where you're yeah. like, yeah. who the fuck knows what's going on? Let's just... <laughs> Uh, I still look hate at a it. dumpster. Amazing. That, that visual for some reason is still the worst one yet. It creeps yeah, me so the fuck out. out. Is it is it really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know thing. what it is. The idea of this dude like just knowing that there's like a dude in a dumpster just like hanging out there waiting for you. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I completely wing I completely winged that. So I'm glad. Did you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Trust your gut to terrify us, Vince. Just get Hell going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you all head down to that, I'm guessing to that dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. And when you throw open the lid, there is no one there. Mm. Uh, so uh, real quick, Michael, I'll need you to roll sanity for me, please, sir. Oh, sorry. If I must. If I must. I mean, he could have gotten out. Yeah, I mean, people can climb out of dumpsters just as easily. Actually, that's not true. It's probably easier to get into them, but they can still do it. Yeah. That's 70, not the craziest thing I've ever heard. With a 75 and a 39, please roll 1d4. Stop it, Vince. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Okay. Two. It was two. There not is a great. Brief, there is a briefcase in there, though. Ooh. And it looks old. You said he was carrying that, right? Yeah, but the one he saw looked brand new. This looks uh, like it is old and rotten and barely being held together. I don't think it was that one, but that's doesn't make any sense. Geneva will get it. She'll take it out. She's gonna like gently set it on the uh, the ground and give everyone a chance to be like, "I am going to open this. If you don't want to see what's in it." God knows what'll be in it. Might be empty. Could be something terrifying. This is your chance to turn around. Michael turns around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sandra just he's, keeps her eyes on it. He's real scared. It is, does not take much to open. This thing is just absolutely disgustingly degraded. Uh, but you open it, and inside are these pristine folded blueprints of what appears to be some kind of art deco type building large um and I'm trying to think how to describe it It, it's art deco but then it's also there's something timeless about it like architecture from multiple periods I mean, you were never an architecture student, so it's hard to tell. But they appear to be for renovations. And written in the corner is Hotel 
Brottlebin. Architect, A. Darabondi. Is there an address? There is not. Ah, dang. That's um, it. That's that's him. Darabondi. The guy who built it? Well, he designed it at least. Michael, what are you doing during this time? Uh, he had his back turned, but I think he's probably like sneaking a peek over his shoulder. So you're kind of in an alleyway and you look up towards the end of the alley. Mm-hmm. And you see a group of men wearing gas masks and heavy jackets. All right. Well, I liked the start of that sentence a lot better than the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Openly carrying shotguns. Okay, and it got worse. Cool. <laughs> What's Good. odd is that they're on the sidewalk, and you could see people walking past and around them, but they don't seem to be reacting. And they're walking towards you. Uh, Michael will pull his gun and go, Guns! Uh, and then move for the nearest cover. I look up immediately and look where he's pointing to, or Same. aiming at, I should Same. say. You see them. And the people, other people are not reacting to them? Correct. Guns down, Michael. He's not gonna put his. He's not gonna put his gun down. There's guns. <laughs> There's people with guns, uh, but he won't. He's not gonna fire. Okay, good. He fires twice. <laughs> You're gonna shoot a civilian. <laughs> Cassandra takes a couple steps forward, past Michael, towards them. Make a human roll. Forty-one out of sixty-nine. Nice. Um they don't seem to notice you. I mean, they're walking right towards you, but they don't appear to see you. I'll put my hand on Michael's hand that's holding the gun. Still looking at the men. They pass within a couple feet of you all, and it sounds like they're shouting at one another. Their voices muffled by the masks. It's the only real way they can probably be heard through the thick layers of rubber and filter. You you see hand gestures, like they're pointing and looking and hear one of them say, Troy. Roll sand. Okay. okay. I'm assuming that applies to all of us. Just her. Oh. oh, just her? Okay. Yeah, she, honestly, I was thinking that she actually had too much, so that's probably a good call. Yeah. You lose one. How you doing oh there? Uh, I'm great. <laughs> At 18 sanity? Holy fuck. Um, they keep walking to the opposite end of the alleyway and disappear from view. And I'm sorry, so one of them just yelled out Troy or? They were saying something. You couldn't make out quite what it was, but you distinctly picked out your last name. Okay. Yeah, I'll take my hand off of Michael's and just 
turn around and watch them walk out of the alley. Do we? We don't know your last name, do we? You never told us. Mark does, but the two yeah. of you don't. Right, okay. Why were you going to get all angry mom at her and use her full name? <laughs> no. Well, I was wondering if the name Troy would have any impact on mm. Geneva, but I think she has no clue. Sound like gibberish. Mark's going to scoop up the blueprints and take them with him. What's the plan? What do we do? Come back at night. We'll go find a cheap place to stay until then. And I think, I mean, we could probably use like uh, cell phones or or maybe maybe head to the library and, and see if we can find any information about other buildings that um, Garibondi worked on. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I, I think the plan is just to come back here at night, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. So you're in New York. Plenty of uh, plenty of libraries to choose from. So we'll say you easily. Is that your first stop? We'll go get some more coffee. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I'm down for whatever everyone else wants to do. Yeah, I'm good with going right to the library. Yeah, same here. Okay. So, with uh, I'm guessing, is everybody doing uh, a, you know some research to a degree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're all team players. Okay. So let me let's do this. Let me check uh, what these particular files would need. Roll intelligence. Sweet little Mikey Mike. There we go. So, uh, yeah, Cassie with a 37 out of 85. Geneva with a 78 out of 45. Mark with a 4 out of 90. And Michael with a 42 out of 55. With all of you looking, you're easily able to uh, find some material on Asa Darabondi. Specifically, you're able to find a book called uh, The Devil's Craftsman written by Cavett Monahan uh, in 1952. And it's actually uh, a biography of Asa Darabondi. Um, there's also another book called uh, A Darkness at the Corners by Elizabeth Ortiz, published in 1957. Um, and uh, a third book called Architecture, Genius, and Mental Illness by Dr. Peter, Johans- Peter Johansson, written in 1961. Uh, you find that uh, Asa Darabondi was born in Paris to uh, Miriam Darabondi and an unknown father. He became an American citizen on the 6th of June, 1887, when his family arrived in New York, and they soon settled in Chicago. Between, uh, in, let's see, um, funnily enough, in A Darkness at the Corners, you find that in 1896... Um, Adrian Darabondi, uh, who was Miriam's sister, uh, joined the family in Chicago. She was actually fleeing attention from French police and security services over her performance in the chorus for a stage production of something called La Voix en June. Uh, 
and she cared for Asa Darabani, her 10-year-old nephew, after that point. Uh, during the next two years, Adrienne fills her nephew's head with bizarre ideas, poems, and songs from Luwa and Jun. And uh, it is some time before Miriam realizes that uh, Adrienne is fucking insane. Between 1905 and 1921, Asa Darabani became a local celebrity. Uh, he built 10 quote-unquote thought houses between 1905 and 1921 for Chicago luminaries. Um, these buildings were marked by optical illusions, strange shapes. They were considered avant-garde, and Asa himself was referred to as the Picasso of architecture. He also built the Bellaflor House in the Oak Park neighborhood of Chicago for the Fitzroy family. And finally, in 21, uh, the Lundines, uh, specifically Henry Lundine, hired Asa Darabani to build uh, what would eventually become the McAllister Building. And it was in, in May 6th, 1921, according to the Devil's Craftsman, uh, that uh, Asa Darabani suddenly left Chicago for New York and took up residence at an unnamed Midtown Hotel, answering, according to his mother, an invitation. And the last bit of information that you find uh, you find somewhat interesting was that in 1898, uh, Adrian Darabondi was put out on the streets of Chicago by Miriam uh, when she discovers that uh, she has been filling Ace's head with these ideas that he is secret royalty from a fictional country fleeing assassins in Europe. Um. I, Jack, know what it means, but I don't know if I would have to roll intelligence to know what that uh, particular play is. Oh, yeah. You hit Google Translate up. It's easy enough to figure out it's French. It is, yeah. the, king, it is the king in yellow. Yeah. Only one of those buildings was in New York, right? Correct. Okay. Well, I guess then that's our next lead. <laughs> Or that's our only lead. Well, we follow whatever leads we can until we find what we need. At least until tonight. Yeah. And I would say that that, that took you easily a few hours. Um, first locating the texts and then pouring through them. But between the three of you, your three successes, um, that's why I, I decided it would take hours versus days. So... Um, you're actually eventually kicked out of the library. Um, that it is night by the time you get out. Do we what's, go? what's Geneva during, during, doing during this time? Yeah, not her strong point. <laughs> I think she genuinely attempts to help at first, um, but just knows it's not. she doesn't have a knack for it, and the other three seem to be on a roll. So I think from there, she just kind of takes the time to keep an eye on stuff happening in the library, knowing that now, whether it was hallucination or a real person attacked one of them, she's just kind of on security mode now, keeping an eye on stuff. All right. Well, it's dark. Do we want to, do we want to go check the building out first and then go back to the parking lot or do we just want to go straight there? Maybe get a place first so that if we have to retreat quickly, we know exactly where to go. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Better to be prepared. Cassandra just kind of chuckles to herself. I'm just going to look up uh, somewhere cheap 
near near ish the parking lot, their parking garage, that we can get a room just for now, just in case we need it. Yeah, easy enough. You're able to find a a, a pretty uh, sketch location uh, on maybe a not so reputable side of town that you can kind of hang out in for the time being. Cool. Yeah, I think just long enough to park the van uh, and just, I don't think, actually, I was going to say put our stuff in, but we don't really have anything, so. Yeah. Yeah, we just have it. We leave our guns in there. If you want to, go nuts. I'll leave another copy of the the play and... uh... Say what now? I said I'll leave another copy of the play in the the room, just so you know. Okay. When we do die, we see, do we see her do this? No, I'm not doing that actually. Oh, okay. okay. You're not okay. <laughs> if you are, great. Roll stealth. Um. Yeah, you know, fuck it. Okay. Here we go. Damn. There you go. Seventeen. Well, uh, anybody else watching can roll alertness. We'll see who wins that that contest. Dang it. No, that actually does win. I thought it was still who got the lower percentage. No, it's who gets uh, higher but succeeds. Right? Yes, I think you're correct. Correct, yep. Whoever yeah, it's the way that makes the least amount of sense. That's the one. That <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Take uh, that so, Delta Green. Yeah. So Cassie with a 14 out of 17, but Geneva with a 19 out of 77, and Michael with a 74 out of 82. Uh, you easily see her trying to slip this this red book into the stacks. What are you doing? Um, I, I was just... I, I don't know. Um, I was just leaving what? a copy of the book here. Why? Just in case. She's think- trying to get rid of it, guys. What are you talking about? Right, Chris? She says, no, wanna, there is no getting rid of that goddamn book because I took it from you while you were asleep and yet somehow it ended up in your back pocket again. And... Not only that, but if you want to get rid of something, you throw it in the garbage. You don't leave it in a public library so other people can see it, Cassandra. It doesn't matter. It's going to, like like Geneva said, it's just going to come back to me. Have you left these anywhere else? Yes. Okay, first off, hell fucking no. Pick that back up. On the off chance that it doesn't magically reappear in your pocket, you are leaving something dangerous for the public to just come and find. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that that's not your intention. But you're on pretty thin fucking ice right now if I find out that you are. Just to be clear. Do you really want to put this on someone else, Cassandra? No. Isn't it enough? It's just... I I just needed... I just needed to confirm and I, I was you know maybe in my head was just hoping that sometime, at some point this would just stop and and maybe the book wouldn't be in my pocket at some point 
Okay. Unfortunately, in your pocket is the safest place for it at the moment, not in the hands of the public. And if you ever get the urge again, like you really feel like you need to do it, tear it up and throw it in the garbage. You all jump as there is a sudden crash. You look behind you. And storming through the doors of the library, your three men. What do they look like? Long trench coats, 1940s era gas masks, carrying pump action shotguns, running up to you. There is no doubt in your minds that they see you. Are other people in the library reacting to this, or is it just us? They're watching you. The other people in the library? They are all turned and facing you silently. Uh, Michael draws his gun and tries to put himself behind some sort of cover. Yeah, I guess I... Seeing that other people in the world are somewhat reacting, uh, I'm also going to duck behind like one of the bookcases or something. Okay. Uh, Mark's just going to put his hands up and say... What do you want? Oh, this isn't going to go good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Cassandra, Cassandra's actually just standing there beside Mark and takes a couple steps forward and just looks at them dead in their lenses of their masks and it's just like waiting. Okay. Um, so here's what happens. Before you like, say that, I would just like to remind you, I am hiding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same, 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 same. I'm hiding behind Geneva, who is presumably hiding is, behind us yeah. all objects. Yeah. So, the first man in formation raises the shotgun to his shoulder and takes a shot at you, Cassie. All right. For 13 damage. Oh. The girl's down. She's gone. You all look up and watch as Cassie's head just blossoms open. Oh my god. Like oh, some bad. like some disgusting rotten meat flour as brain and bone and flesh scatter. It really is the wettest crime. <laughs> the, Moist crimes. Yeah, Moist, Moist crimes. crimes. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> what do you do next? Are we taking turns? <laughs> are we? I'm getting I'm, you all. You all have an opportunity. What do you do? How many are there? Three right now. Man, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot. Yeah. One. Yeah. Same. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll firearms. Oh boy, Vince. Oh, makes me nervous. If it helps, they're at least down one, <laughs> one round. So. <laughs> I can't shoot a gun. Oh. All right. With a 74 and a 70, Michael, you miss. And Geneva, with a 45 and a 70, you are successful. Roll damage. Oh, okay. So that's my medium pistol. Yep. Oh, I, wanna... I just have rolled that, probably. Probably. But it's a D10. Yep. It is quite clear why Michael has missed. He is shaking like a leaf. 
Yeah, uh, Geneva, you, you, you wing him, and the, the round kind of impacts the side of his arm ever so slightly, and you see this this plume of, of red as it draws blood, and he you can hear the grunt through the thick, the, the muffled grunt through the thick rubber of this mask as he, as he jerks back slightly, but he continues moving forward, and they're going to take shots. Wait, I get a go too, right? You can, yeah. Do you have anything? I, I mean, I... I am unarmed, so about the only thing I can do, I mean, if they've got shotguns, I'm going to try and just uh, step inside uh, the shotgun and grapple this guy up so he can't shoot me anymore. So, Mark, go ahead and roll unarmed. Okay. A critical. Nicely done. I'm going to take his shotgun and shoot the motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh, not with that dodge, you won't. What? Well, wait, what dodge? There's three of them. Which one are you going for? The one that just shot Cassie or? Uh, the one that's coming at, at me. There's, so there's three of them. Um, okay. So we'll say you take the shotgun from one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have his shotgun now. Um, all right. So we'll go back in dex order now. So, right. so Cassie's dead. Sorry, Cassie. Oof. Um, can't Gen- wait to come back as the guy who went in the dumpster. I know, right? Gen- <laughs> Geneva will say you're up next. Okay. Seeing as how my little pistol just kind of made him go oof, <laughs> and that was all I did, and he blew up ahead. I'm turning to uh, Michael and saying, We're getting the fuck out. I'm saying it loud enough, hoping that Mark hears us, but he's kind of like right in the face of one. So I don't know uh, how successful that's going to be. And then I am up and I'm looking for an exit. Well, I guess I'm not up. I'm like still crouching so I can get like some cover, but like I'm looking for a way out. Got it. Okay. Um, Michael, you're up. Uh, Am I? If she says that, I'm just going to run. Okay. You, You all. All right. You all take off. Come they, on, Mark. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I can get away, I'll I'll run also. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh. Okay. Both of you make uh. Just roll athletics for me. Or do- uh, or do- or dodge. Uh, no. Uh. So there should be an athletic skill. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Athletics, athletics or, or dodge or dodge, whichever's higher. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm so nervous. Nope. Oof. Okay. All right. Got it. So these three are going to open fire. This is fine. I'll be fine. I'm good. No, two of them. I took one of the guns. That's right. I apologize too. Yep. What I'm sure was going for Michael who succeeded. So (laughs) they both miss. You hear the, 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 (gasps) the echoing booms of these shotguns and that telltale ratchet of the action as they reload them. Um, and thank God they miss. You see plumes of wood and paper as they hit bookshelves to the left and right of you. Uh, nothing. The one in front of you, uh, there, Mark is going to try, he pulls a knife from inside of his jacket and is going to try to take a stab at you. If I dodge, can I still run? Yeah, I'll say you can. Yeah. Well, don't okay. worry about it. He failed anyway with a 78. All right. 
So yeah, you you make that athletics check, uh, that athletics test, which she rolled a forty six out of thirty three. Okay, yeah, that bum leg is just is just not doing you any favors. But as you turn and look, you see what appears to be a closet door, and it is glowing. It's here in the library. It is to your rear. <sighs> Wait a second. So the closet door is glowing. Um, I'm going to run towards it and call out this way. This way, guys. Geneva. You have you have never been more sure of anything in your life. Ever. That you need to be the one to open that door. All right. I. I sprint towards it. You throw it open. And it isn't a closet. It's Washington Square Park. You know what? Not going to question it. Going through. (laughs) Actually, no, she would not be the first one to go through. She'd be like this way and make sure the others get through before she does. You all uh, make it through. (laughs) Thank you, Vince. Uh, I close. Is there a door to close behind us? There is. There is. But as soon as you close it, it's like it was never there. I do need general sanity for that, though. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. And I mean, probably for the Cassie thing. (laughs) Yeah, actually, all of you should roll sanity for seeing her head get blown wide open. (sighs) Oh, that's a fumble for Mark. Mark. Oh, shit. Makes sense. All right. right. Uh, Wow. Cami or um, Geneva and Michael roll one d four. Mark, you lose the whole thing. You lose four. I lose four. Um. All right. All right. So yeah, Geneva, you lose three. Michael, you lose two. So then uh, we emerge into Washington Square Park. Now remind me, Washington Square Park is in New York City. Yep. Okay. Right next to the. McAllister building. Not far from it. Not 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 right next to it, but not yep. too far away. So do we have to roll again for that? Roll again for what? For um being transported to my uh, to Washington Square Park. Um no, we'll just say we'll just say you're you're too fucking panicked to to really process it much right now. Okay. Okay. And, and let me send some information to Cam, uh, to Cami real quick regarding her gift that we haven't been able to explore until now. Ooh, nice. So you all step out. The door is gone. You find yourselves in Washington Square Park. As you continue to run, you suddenly find yourself in this strange procession of people wearing overalls, work boots, gloves. They're moving in the opposite direction towards you. They're carrying ropes, pulleys, gear. They're slide rolling carts and set pieces. Is somebody make an alertness roll? I think you guys are higher than me. Uh, I think I actually might have the highest. My yeah, alertness is a 88. Ooh, yep. yeah. Yeah, go for it. 82, sorry. Yeah, 45 out of 82. You notice, Michael, that 
these canvas set pieces are painted pillars of white with gold filigree, and several people in the crowd appear to be dressed in sage clothing and makeup from some kind of Shakespearean play. You can't stop for long, though, as you hear more shotgun blasts coming from your left, and you see three more of these men pursuing you. How they got here so quickly, or even how they appeared when you closed the door behind you and it disappeared is it, you have no idea and you don't have time to think about it. They are in pursuit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he'll point that out to everyone, uh, mostly by making a really high pitched uh, noise uh, and gesturing. Uh, and then I guess run. Okay. Yeah. Running as well. Yeah. You all take off and they are pursuing you. You hear shouts again. Let me check some ratings really quick. Okay. Mark. Yeah. Okay. Um, You all push through the crowd, not even stopping to fight back. Uh, When all of a sudden, Michael, you're stopped by this strange, smartly dressed man with a spade goatee wearing a white suit with a white shirt and a red tie. He holds a sheaf of papers rolled up like a newspaper. He calmly hands them to you and says, hey, the pot's perfect for you. Do you take it? Yes. The cover of the script reads Her Grey Song by B. Paget." Uh, I think he's going to hold it out to Mark. Are we so we're not still running? Oddly enough, no. Okay. And you can't, you can't, you, you don't hear anything. Oh, is Mark is Mark not beside me? No, Mark's beside you. Okay, yeah, so, uh, Mark will Mark will grab the script if if he hands it to him. I think Michael's gonna like hand it to him as he's turning away, uh, like almost like push it out behind him towards Mark, and then he'll be sick off to the side. Yeah, Mark's just gonna hold the script in his hand. He, he's just kind of looking off into the distance, but um, frantically looking around for those guys with shotguns. You see them through the crowd, and it appears they're looking for you, but don't know where you are yet. Read it. Uh, yeah, I uh, kind of duck down a little bit and, and read it. It's hard to kind of process it all, but you've noticed that throughout the play, the parts for a character called the King are underlined in red grease pencil. Roll sand. Gosh. Damn it. I was hoping it'd be like, the, you guys do this and you get away from the shopping people. <laughs> oh no, fumble. <laughs> oh no, damn it. You lose, oh, you no. lose one. I lose one. We That's lose one. my breaking point. Is it? Okay. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I like how Vince tried to like softball you there and you were like, nope. <laughs> well, it's good. You don't fight, flight, or freeze, right? So you're, you're right. there. Um, oh. Have fun picking the disorder, though. Uh-huh. Um, as you look up, though, all of a sudden you hear a shout muffled by a gas mask and the pursuit is back on. They are chasing you once again. So roll your, everybody roll your athletics tests. Oh, no. I really shouldn't have drank last night. <laughs> Is this the athletics or dodge? Either one? Athletics or dodge, yep. Okay. Oh, 
35 out of 30, shit. 15 out of 50 for Geneva. Oof. And 76 out of 33 for Mark. Ooh, shit. Uh-oh. Okay. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. No big deal. Oh, I... I don't believe <laughs> Like, if you're gonna lie to me, make it believable. Come on. This is Delta Green. We're all gonna die. <laughs> all right, so... Um, there are three gunshots as these shotguns ring out around you and they stop and take aim and fire. Two miss widely. Um, unfortunately, one of them hits Mark for six. Well, I'm still alive. You still alive? What's your, what's your, where are you at? I'm at six. Okay. All right. Yeah. These, these buckshot pellets tear into your backside. You feel it. It it does. It misses your femoral It misses the back of your leg, but you feel it in your, your, your ass, your lower back. And it, it, it knocks the wind out of you, but you manage to keep your feet and keep moving. As we're running, do I see any way out of this situation? <laughs> you don't. Cool. <laughs> just, just, just asking. <laughs> I mean, if we're running and they're shooting, they should be slower than us, right? So we should they be are. putting. Yep. So and, you're putting, and, and we're also correct. putting crowd between us and them, which you absolutely are. Yep. Yeah. So I think just keep on running is probably the answer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're you're moving, and you turn down an alleyway. Where this alleyway came from, you don't know. It, it's it's as if the world is shuffling itself into place ahead of you. And there's another door. Geneva. Yeah, I run and I throw it open. You throw it open and step through and you are encased in darkness. And your eyes adjust as you keep moving. And the door slams open as you put more distance between you and the threshold, and those static killers are still in pursuit. Moving deeper into the building, you see ropes, pulleys, sandbags. These furtive, glittering eyes are watching from the dark as you pass. Dimly seen faces sporting contrite smiles. You keep moving, so roll athletics. Or dodge, or dodge. Oh. Oh, I got a 16 Oof. one of these, right? Oh, yeah. oh no. Ooh, Honestly, oh, God. This is the, I was just going to say, this is the only character I haven't had, like, crazy good athletics right? on. Yeah. And I've literally never used it until now. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> damn. Oh, yeah, boy. 21 out of 50 for Geneva, 89 out of 33 for Mark, and 38 out of 30 for Michael. Uh, the, uh, the killers take aim again. Are we at least at further range? You are, yep. Oof. They all miss. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Yeah, they all miss. But you watch as these, these people around you watching from the shadows are cut down by these shotgun blasts meant for you. Plumes of red shoot up into the air as their clothing is a split asunder by these dozens of pellets rocketing into their bodies. I need everybody who sees this to roll sand. Ugh. Ah, another failure, Jesus. Oh, shit. 
Jeez. <laughs> 92 out of 37, 75 out of 56, and 95 out of 35. Roll 1d4. Guys, we suck. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> Me too. I'm having a blast. Oh, jeez, another yeah. four. Three, four, and one. It was the same way when Jenny died, and I just got to watch you guys. It was great. Mm. This sucks. This part sucks. <laughs> You suddenly emerge onto an open, brightly lit stage, and you're momentarily blinded by this light. You are among many figures on stage, dressed in costume finery and wearing this overdrawn, exaggerated makeup. Michael, Geneva, you can swear that Roger is there with them. Mark, is that Jenny? Is that Ira? The audience is watching with upturned, expectant faces. Do you all stop or do you keep moving? Uh, what are our pursuers doing? They are they are on your ass. Keep going then. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Are we running past the figures on stage or you're running past them? Yep. You're uh, I am yep. going to hand my shotgun to Ira as we run by through. Oh, he looks at it and begins rattling off something in French. OK, well, I'm anyway, we're not I'm not going to use the shotgun. So, <laughs> OK, I mean, all right. Make your uh, make your athletics and dodge rolls. Oh, God. They're further away right now. They have less chance of hitting us. Oh, hell yeah. Hey. <laughs> 17 out of 50, 46 out of 30 for Michael, and a 44 oh, out of 50. No. For me. Oh, oh no. shit. I wonder how many like rolls in a row that we can fail. There have been a lot of fumbles today. Yeah. Yeah, there have. <laughs> Holy shit. All three are failures. Oh, hell yeah. They, you keep moving. They keep shooting. Geneva, you see a single closed door behind the curtains. I run towards it. You throw it open, and it opens onto a, 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 a brightly lit street in the middle of the day. You're surrounded by people, cars, sounds of the big city. You're exhausted but they continue after you blasting away. You you can hear the rounds impacting the brick around you. The bystanders surrounding you don't seem to react to this to your sudden appearance or that of the killers in pursuit. All of the men are in suits with hats. All of the women are in long skirts, dresses, unfashionable makeup. The cars are archaic. Something isn't right. But you, do you keep moving? I mean, I think we have to. I don't think there's time to stop and try to think of a different solution so yeah thank you just keep running you see a sign up ahead hotel brottleman (laughs) found it i run towards it (laughs) is that what geneva says (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right make one more athletics or dodge roll oh my god watch this is gonna be the one where we all get shot Oh, Ooh, 37 for uh, Geneva, 16 for Mark, 63 for Michael. Michael, uh, roll 1d4. 
Yes, sir. Roll 1d4. Bam. Four. <laughs> you lose that much willpower as you just, you, you, you push yourself to the very brink of your physical ability. And it just screaming down the street, running. Someone make an alertness test. Uh, am I still eligible for that? Yeah, absolutely. Cool, great. 85 <laughs> out of 82. Oh, so close. For those of you listening at home. Yeah, 85 out of 82. Completely um, absurd. Anybody, <laughs> anybody else can run that, roll that if you want to. Uh, yeah, I, definitely. Okay, 20 out of 77 for Geneva. All right. And oh, 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 wow. Topping off the night. <laughs> Geneva, you look to your side and you notice that the static that these ki- that you notice that these killers are running alongside you they're not attacking you anymore it looks like they're fleeing too and you look behind you and you're being pursued by six policemen in old time uniforms oh neat <laughs> um, I, I don't think she has the capacity to wonder about that yet until like they get inside and they are confirmed safe and then she can worry about what what just happened got it okay you keep moving and you make your way up to this hotel brothel bin the four front doors are wide battered mahogany each painted with appealing gold letter b inside etched glass windows a revolving door in the center is has a uh, out of order sign hanging from it a comedic hand-painted sign of a blushing man with the word bubble, pardon our paint, hangs above his head, blocking the broken door. There's a thin, ill-tempered valet out front. You push past him into the hotel, and you arrive in the hotel Broadleman. You look back, and your pursuers are gone. Everyone roll 1d20. What do we get? Uh, I got, got a six. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> six. Six for Geneva, six for Mark, 11 for Michael. You regain that much sanity. Ooh. Ooh. Nice, 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 nice. This feeling washes over you of synchronicity, deja vu, accomplishment, all at once. You have arrived at the Hotel Broadleton. You look, and there's someone seated on a lobby chair. It's Cassie. Yeah, what's her demeanor? Is it like Cassie Cassie, or is it like a fake Cassie? Is it like Mark just runs up to Cassie and just throws his arms around her and buries his head in his shoulder and just is blubbering uncontrollably. Cassie, roll 1d10. Three, you regain that much sanity. Okay. The only reason I didn't let, I didn't I didn't do one d twenty is because you distinctly remember having your head blown off. Yeah, as soon as he he collapses into me, um, the realization that I'm not dead hits, and I start to look around, and at the same time I'm like petting Mark's the top of his head is in this sort of maternal way is to try and calm him down and uh, look back at Geneva and Michael 
We made it. I guess we did. I think that's a great place to end tonight's session. Alrighty. Hofta. Gone. Party. Guys with shotguns are no joke. They are not. How much damage do shotguns do in this game? 2d8. (laughs) Oh, dang. (laughs) Oh, goofy. Thank you for listening to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, part of the Black Project Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to visit blackprojectgaming.com for previous Delta Green episodes. You can also listen to our ongoing Waterdeep Dragon Heist and Barovia, California campaigns. If you'd like updates on all future releases, please follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Vince, your host and handler with Brett as DEA Special Agent Michael Whitwer, also known as Agent Vega, Cami as FBI Special Agent Geneva Brown, also known as Agent Venus, Doug as FBI Special Agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshock, and Jack as FBI Special Agent Cassandra Troy, also known as Agent Madison. Thank you again, and remember, we'll be seeing you.